you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out, I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor, why don't you act like this is an AA meeting, and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew. And Mustafa, you out here, a boy of one man. And I'm gonna tell you what, you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? And welcome back to the Clark G. Wrestling Podcast. I am Afis, and with me as always is Devin. And yes, we will be doing the Hell in a Cell recap. We just finished up the SmackDown recap. Uh, we'll be talking about Raw a little bit later, too. But for right now, let's talk about Hell in a Cell 2019. Yeah, it was uh, part of it was hell for real. Yeah, it no, was, you know what? I got I to gotta get this out the way, too. Oh, man. For our listeners, you know. If we got teenagers, or even little kids, because I know we, we, you know, we'll keep it PG thirteen. But for this episode, I don't think I'm gonna hold my mouth. It's <laughs> I'm about to be totally unfiltered. I'm about to release a crack in here Man. because I ain't fucking pissed off. Parental advisory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll put it on the episode too. I put that. Uh, yeah, that parental. Yeah, episode. yeah. This ain't, this ain't the show for y'all, kitty. <laughs> yeah, um, man. I mean, look. I, I I texted my brother. It's funny. I said, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about. We're going to do this reaction tonight, and I want. I'm going to try my best to be real mature, you know, and just to to, to give you know just to stay po- not positive but mature about this whole thing, and and not. Yeah. Just, Digging for the sake of digging in, right? And like all day, I've been kind of thinking about like, how do I want to approach this? Like, do I want to look at it like I'm, I'm just purely still pissed and just go off of that raw emotion? Do I want to try to like see the like like play devil's advocate a little bit? And 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 honestly, right now, I still don't know because I don't I don't I don't know how I feel overall. Like, I know what I felt in the moment, and right now, I'm just kind of perplexed. Like, what just happened? What did I watch? And what, what, like, where do we go from here? You know, so I, I don't know, but we're kind of jumping the gun. This is, this is for, for most people know, you know, the big thing was the whole main event with, with uh, the Fiend and Seth Rollins. So that'll be a big topic of discussion, but we're going to go through the whole card just to, you know, cover it all, just to give you guys our reactions for everything. Um, so we'll start there. And, but that was just kind of a little tease of what's, what's, what's to come. Uh, so uh, stay tuned. All right, so All right. let's let's start off. And and full disclosure, I did not see the kickoff show. So Natalia and Lacey Evans, I just know that Natalia won, um, which that feud apparently was going to continue on at Raw uh, with a last woman standing match. Um, this is the weird. The weird thing about this is, so last show I talked about how I thought it was good that they ended the feud on Raw. Like it seemed like they had done that matchup on Raw with Lacey and Natalia just to because they they weren't going to put it on Hell in a Cell and they wanted to give them maybe a better showcase on Raw and I was like man that's that's that w- that's smart you know it's good that they're doing this because you know if you have this uh, at uh, at Hell in a Cell at the pay per view I think people this might be a bathroom break match you know people will tune it out you know so I gave them props 
But then they go and put it on kickoff. And I'm like, well, so we're, we are still going with this? Like, what? why? Why are we continuing this matchup? This, this, this isn't that interesting to have it be like a multiple match type of thing. So, and I heard uh, earlier, because I was listening to another podcast too, I guess they fought eight times this year. I'm like, Jesus, this that's enough. Like, guys, this this matchup is not I that interesting. they fought on main event a couple of times, too. Gosh, that, it's not that interesting of a matchup to have go on this many times. Yeah. They, they just need to stop. But um, did you end up catching this match? Because, again, I did not. On pre-show, no. Okay. All right. Yeah, so not on pre-show. we'll just leave it at that. Natalia beat Lacey Evans. She she gave her a receipt in the sense that uh, the the woman's right that uh, Lacey Evans gave to her after the matchup on, on Raw she ended up hitting her with that after she had beat her with the uh, sharpshooter. So she hit her with the sharpshooter, and then referee raised her hand. Uh, Lacey Evans stood up, and then she gave her the uh, – Natalia punched Lacey Evans in the face. So – and that apparently was going to lead to a matchup at on Raw uh, where it would be a last woman standing match, which hopefully will be the ending, and we'll talk about that a little bit here um, when we're talking about Raw. But um, moving on to match of the night for me. Uh, for sure. The Raw Women's Championship matchup between yeah. Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks. Um, yeah, this, yeah, I, this matchup definitely, especially in, you know, seeing everything now, um, was the match of the night. I wasn't sure, like, as it was going on, I was thinking, man, you know, there's still that that Fiend-Seth Rollins match, you know, that one still has a chance <laughs> to be the best match, one of the best matches we've seen. You yeah. know, so I was still kind of not sure how I was going to feel overall, but watching it, you know, it, there was some great spots that happened. Oh, man. Yes, it was Sasha with the meteora to, to to Becky when she was in the on the outside. She was leaning up against the ladder, and then she hits the meteora on her. It was crazy. Uh, she also did another one through a table, which was nasty. Yeah, so love that. Uh, Becky Lynch set up this this contraption where she had a chair. Um, Sitting on two Kendo sticks. I, actually, Sasha had started with three Kendo sticks. Oh, did she? So, oh, did Sasha put the two in there? And then Sasha put the two, and then Becky, or no, Sasha put the two, and then she put the chair, and then Becky uh, grabbed another Kendo stick and put that one in front to really lock it in. And then she sat uh, Sasha up on the chair, stood up on the apron, and then did a running drop kick to her on the top, which got a holy shit chant from the whole crowd, which you know, rightly so. Yeah, Sasha just bounced off the the chair because she connected into the the hell in the cell and bounced off hit the floor i was like holy shit that yeah. was that's probably one of my favorite spots that was i've never seen that before yeah I've never seen anybody do that yeah like, i was real creative thinking kudos yeah. to both of them for yeah. for the you yeah. know like the way they put it together how creative they were in this matchup it was great um yeah kendo sticks chairs tables i mean we got a little bit of everything in the beginning uh when they were lowering the the hell in the cell sasha actually attacked becky early and and had her outside of the the hell in the cell and um you know told them to keep lowering the cage so they did so they were fighting a little bit on the outside and then um when they you know sasha had the upper hand so she went in the in the cell then she was a little bit cocky went near the door becky kicked the door in her face then she drags Sasha back in the cell. And as they were trying to lock up the cell with a chain, Becky snatches the chain from the referee, wraps that around her hand, yes. and then proceeds to punch Sasha in the gut with the chain and around her wrapped around her fist, man. That was that was awesome. I was yeah. like, there's little things like that that both these women did, man. It, it really made it a fun matchup. It did, it did, man. It definitely has some uh great chemistry. I think my only gripe with this, I I, I thought. To me personally, that you know, Becky should have dropped it. 
should have dropped the belt to Sasha. Oh, 100%. I was yeah. getting there for yeah. sure. Sasha sure. was just so hot right now, you know. Yeah. R- riding this wave of momentum ever, ever since she came back. And now she she lost, what, two straight pay-per-views in a row now? I mean, that's Sasha's MO. It's just what it is. That's just how they treat yeah, Sasha. But she, but she can't have that, man. Like, she was just, yeah. to me, she was hot as Becky right now. Yeah. And then from that loss... You know, and she tapped out too. Uh, yeah, man. I, I, to me, she—I feel that she lost her her momentum, man, and it kind of sucks too. It, it does. It does. Like, like again, the the match itself for what it was. If you take that out of it, right? Like what we felt like should have happened. Yeah. You know what what we were hoping to happen based off of how hot that Sasha was coming into this matchup, and that Becky. You know, losing the belt and maybe having to do the chase for a little bit again wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for Becky because she's great when she's chasing. She's great when she's the hunter, you know. So I think it would have been a nice thing to see. But the match itself, just as a standalone, was a great, great matchup, just a fun matchup to watch. So I really enjoyed it. But, yes, definitely. I thought it was a mistake. Uh, having the finish happen the way it did with Becky going over and tapping her out. I just think that, like you said, I mean, you said it well, that, you know, with everything, the momentum that Sasha had coming into this, plus add in, you know, that it seems like Becky is going to Fox. And I don't know how they're going to do this now with her still being Raw Women's Champion, but I guess she'll be on both shows for a little bit. And maybe they will do the wild card rule to keep her on both of them. But no, no, they said it would be no wild card rule this time. They said that. Well, but I don't see Fox saying, yeah, we're okay not having Becky Lynch on Fox. Oh, no, they, 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 want, want they want her. They so, want her. She was on their, their whole opening for the pre-kickoff. That's what I'm saying. Like, so they, I don't, they definitely want her, man. Uh, so is the Universal yeah. Championship just going to be – or not Universal. Is the Raw Women's Championship just going to be on SmackDown now? I, I don't know, man. I think maybe the way they're building towards uh, Sasha and Charlotte, and then maybe Becky would take the belt off of Charlotte. Wait, that they were building. You, so you think Becky is going to beat Sasha or beat Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to do it for sure. If she's Becky two belts again, and and but then again, so but she's going to have both belts and be on SmackDown only. I think maybe she will just drop it. Or somehow they'll say, like, hey, you're drafted to SmackDown, so... She has to relinquish the title. Right, you have to drop the title. Man, that'd be interesting, because she would be pissed, you know, to have to lose that belt that way. And, like, she was never beaten, and she has to relinquish the belt because she was drafted. I don't I don't think they'll do that to... to Because that that's kind of a weird, like, you know, you're stripping someone of the belt by drafting them. I don't know. What, what would they do? I don't, I don't know. know what they I don't know. Do, That's man. why I think they're they, not going to they stick. They say there's point. no wild card rule, but I don't think they're going to stick to that. I think there's there's going to be – she's going to be on both shows as long as she's Raw Women's Champion. I think that's what's going to happen. As much as they want to – I don't I don't trust anything that WWE says, WWE says at this point. That's you know, a good they say, point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No wild card rule, sure, whatever. So they'll call it yeah. something else. You know what I'm saying? The, just whatever the, the – Remember Triple H said – like you are the uh, are the authority now. Oh my God! Yeah, lies. lies. <laughs> as much as I respect Triple H, man, he's probably just following what they had talked about, and you know, just going along with the company. His dad wrote the script. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That definitely came from Vince. 
But uh, yeah, that it, it, the wild card rule will just take on another form. It'll be something else, but it'll it, it will still be around because Becky is still Raw Women's Champion and she will be on SmackDown. So there's going to be some way somehow she will be on both shows, I believe. Um, so that's what it is. But yeah, man, like I said, match was great. Um, wish Sasha would have won so that you know you could keep her momentum going, and it does not do Becky any disservice to lose the belt in a crazy matchup like they had. Um, so you know, just a oh little little nitpick there from me and i and i hear what you're saying too but overall you know great great matchup and definitely matching night for me yeah man same here i it was my definitely my favorite match of the night yep so let's let's keep it moving uh with the next matchup uh we had roman reigns and daniel bryan versus eric rowan and luke harper in what was what became a tornado tag team matchup um which i really do like the format of tornado tag matches um, kind of a funny note here. So in, uh, when I, when usually when me and my brothers would play, uh, the WWE wrestling games and the WCW wrestling games back yeah. in the day, tornado tag matches were probably the most fun ways, the most fun format to use because you got both guys in the ring at the same time. You don't have to wait for a tag. There's just so much action, like just the pacing of it. It's always fun. So when they said this, it just took me back to that. Just thinking about like, you know, going all the way back to like no mercy or WrestleMania 2000 and, you know, some of these other video games, the SmackDown games earlier and being able to do tornado tag matches, you know, with like, again, with my with my brothers or with my friends, stuff like that. Um, and so seeing this play out, because I don't remember the last time I saw tornado tag rules um, happening in in a, a, an actual event. Like I, I would have to really go back and look for that. Uh, yeah, for a pay-per-view event. Yeah. Yeah. Not tornado tag. Yeah. yeah not sometime on a weekly on one of their weekly shows. Yeah. But even then, like, it's just hard for me to like pinpoint. I, I get the, the closest thing to it. I think nowadays would be whenever the Lucha house party would have their matches, because it seems like they're always like all in the ring at the same time. I don't know. Like with the, with the pacing of their fights, they just seem to always have more than one guy in the ring at, at once. Um, but yeah, on the regular, I, they, they don't really, it's usually the traditional tag team rules, which I also do love, but it was kind of a nice change, especially for a matchup like this with Daniel and, uh, Roman Reigns, um, just playing off each other real well. Uh, oh, the chemistry yeah. seemed on point, which was yes. kind of shocking to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and of course, Eric Rowan, Luke Harper, like they, I mean, Bludgeon Brothers, they teamed up for so long since they started off really they've been a tag team um so no surprise there but roman and daniel really worked well together so give us your thoughts on this matchup man what'd you think this is a fun match like uh i i say it was my second favorite match here uh i really enjoyed this uh, especially daniel bryan had some real good chemistry with roman reigns man uh what was it eric no not eric uh luke harper luke harper and uh, Rowan, man, they just like destroying shit. Mm-hmm. Like, man, they wreck. They would just wreck shit all over that uh, damn ring, man. So uh, I just like, like, I like that storytelling element right there too, man. It was just wrecking Roman Reigns. Uh, but I love the ending though. It, it was, I, I, I smiled, you know. Uh, when the ending, when Roman Reigns was, uh, when, when they won, and then Roman Reigns was going for a handshake because Daniel Bryan put his hand out there, and then he immediately pulled it back when Roman Reigns reached in, and then he was like, nah, nah, Daniel Bryan was like, nah, nah, he was like, I don't want to do that. All of a sudden, he started gesturing, had his arms stretched out, like he, he, he had the expression as he wants a hug, 
And then, you know, it was cool because Roman Reigns was playing, was playing off that and he kind of cracked this subtle smile and then he was like, all right, yeah, let's hug it out, bro. And they hugged, hugged out. It was cool. Uh, little scary thing. I don't know if you noticed that when Daniel Bryan walked out, he kind of collapsed for a little bit. Oh, wow. From when he was uh, going up the entrance. I don't know if it, if that was him selling, but it, it was, I was like, ooh, man, hopefully it's nothing to do with, like, because I know he has, like, history of a uh, head trauma. So I hope it's not nothing like that. I haven't heard anything from the reports that he was, you know, injured anything like that. So hopefully it was just a work. Yeah, that that I didn't see and I didn't hear about. But that, yeah, that's scary. That really is, given what, you know, like you said, his history with uh, concussions and things like that. Like, I hope that that's not the case. And maybe he was just, you know, trying to sell to to continue to put over the the punishment that he took from uh, Eric Ronan and Luke Harper. But, um, yeah, man, very fun match. Uh, great pacing, just fast-paced wrestling. Um, you know, this, the the Luke and, and Eric Rowan just kind of like singling out and, and focusing their attacks uh, like two-on-ones to Daniel Bryan um, and taking out Roman and keeping him out to the side, uh, just being really smart and logical there. Um, and the the finish in terms of the match was, was pretty cool because you had, uh, what was it? It was like a Superman punch into the running knee. Uh, Luke Harper was dazed, got up and got speared. Like just the sequence there was real cool. Like real, like again, just the chemistry between Daniel and 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 uh, and Roman Reigns just looked so good and smooth. Like like they had been doing this forever. Like it, it just I don't know. It was just really fun. It was just really fun watching them as a team. And like you said, the the you know refusal of the handshake and saying no, let's hug it out. Like I, I was like, man, okay, like this is. This is uh this is this is funny, man. And I'm I was enjoying that and I had a good time with that. Um, you know, and I know you're still in the mindset of this is this is all, you know, gonna culminate with Daniel Bryan. Did you, know, you see Daniel that, Bryan doing any yes chance? He did not he just gestured he, with his he, hands telling the he, crowd he, to get up. Hey, he or, didn't. But he he wasn't yesing. <laughs> That's all I'm and, saying. The and I, he, he starts yesing, then I'll probably I'm like, you know what? This is probably starting to become a legitimate face turn. But right now, uh, yeah, no, nah, hell no, nah, man. I call BS right now. He, he's gonna, he's gonna screw Roman Reigns. I know it. It's coming. So if he is, you know, screwing over Roman Reigns, then it's not with Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. It's his. He's doing something different then, right? Or do you think they're all in the on this together? If that's, I think the- they're all in together, man. Man, I see that. That I don't know. There's just too much. There's they, they've because I think there's a point to where okay, if you if you do that, it it just it just feels weird now. Like you 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 there's there's a there's a there's a part where it goes too far to where it's like you just kind of are messing with the the you making us feel. I don't know. I I don't, I'm having a hard time finding the words to describe. How I think it would be somewhat silly to me, honestly, if after all of the fights that they've had now, that now you're going to say Daniel Bryan was with them. It kind of delegitimizes those matches and it makes it seem, you know, I hate to say it, but like fake and fraudulent, like because they're dealing out punishment to both these guys. Right. And Daniel Bryan is selling as if he's he's, you know, he's getting destroyed. And so I'm looking at it. I'm trying to take it seriously. But if you say that Daniel was was putting on an act this whole time, 
you know, it's just kind of like so. So I don't know. There's just something about it that I feel like they've gone. They've reached a point where they can't. I don't think they can go and say yes. We're working together after everything that they've done in terms of matches against each other with Daniel and Eric Rowan. I think you could do it, but now it's Daniel Bryan pulling something else. And yeah, he legitimately pissed off Rowan in whatever plan that he has and that they're not on the same page because yeah, they had a legit fight out there. This wasn't like, Oh, the master telling them, yeah, hit me. Like, do you know, destroy me, do all that. Like it just, there's something about that that just seems like it'd be too much. It's, it's getting to the point of like, you know, ridiculousness, I think, if they it, you go make a to, good point. But I believe wholeheartedly that Daniel Bryan can convince his reasons if he was to come out and say he was the mastermind genius. He'll, he'll definitely come out and explain it and explain it. Well, the reasons why he did it, he could say, like, you know, why it was all a ruse. I told them it would, I would be the sacrificial lamb. That's the type of leader I am or something like that. Like, it would make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't think I would buy it. I don't think I would buy it. I really don't. I think I think you know. Again, for me, it's like you gotta you gotta put some legitimacy because I think also too it kind of destroys what they're doing with Rowan. Really, like think about it. Rowan has been saying, you know, no one tells him what to do. Now to flip that around and say, well, actually, Daniel Bryan does tell you what to do because it was his master plan that got us to this point anyway. Then it kind of like sets Rowan back. I think. And I think they really do legitimately want to push Rowan as like his own guy or at least Rowan and Luke Harper, you know, as individuals versus just making them stooges again for Daniel Daniel Bryan. Bryan could say like, all right, it was Rowan's plan. Yeah, but that, yeah, I, I think, I think if you let go of the Rowan, Daniel Bryan joint idea thing, right, and you just have it be that. Daniel is 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 up to something else on his own or maybe you know Eric Rowan you know legitimately was upset with Daniel Bryan and Daniel you know worked with Roman but he's still not completely siding with Roman this was just like hey we both have a mutual enemy but I still don't like you and so now I'm going to use this opportunity since I'm close to you now to find my own way to do what I need to do for my career. You know, like it, there, there's a logical way to do it, I think, without making it seem ridiculous because and without totally killing what you did with and undoing what you did with with Rowan, because I think that's they kind of risked that a little bit with and now. Now, I think I, I've I'm well, feeling on, why on, on. you hear what you're saying, like you'll think they, uh, they but they don't care. This is WWE that we're talking about. Come on. No, I hear you, but I'm saying I'm just telling you what I what I feel like. I'm not I'm not gonna go and and just come. I'm not just trying to predict what WWE is trying to do. I'm just telling you like what I would you know as a fan want to see or want what, what from a story standpoint what I think would make sense if they go about it another way. And you're right, you know, let's say you're right about it. Right? It, it is what it is. But I think I'm just trying to come up with what makes sense from a story perspective logically you know, versus just predicting what dumb thing that they're going to come up with as an idea. So for me, you know, what makes sense is like, all right, you built up Rowan to be his own guy. Cool. You know, stick with that. Keep with that. And then Daniel could still turn on Roman because, yeah, we worked together for this little bit, but I still don't really like you. You know what I'm saying? We're still not on the same page. I still care about saving the planet. 
I still care about enlightening people. And you kind of represent still everything that I'm against. So philosophically, we're two different people. So let's go with that versus it being like, it was me all along, Roman, you know, and like Eric Rowan and Luke Harper were following my plans and I was the sacrificial land. Like, I don't, that, there's, I don't know. That That's just, I think that would be a, to, to be honest, you know, to me, I would take it as being a little bit goofballish and it, maybe they have a way to make that make sense to where I'm like, okay, I actually enjoyed that or it was, you know, somewhat funny, but, you know, to take it seriously, I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. I, with, I just don't see it. With Daniel Bryan, I trust since he has creative control for his character. If he's going to go that route, I'll trust him to do it properly. Oof. Yeah, I just don't see a proper way to do it, but maybe they can prove me wrong. We'll see. I just think that there's a better way to do it. Just just use what you've been doing. Uh, logically tell the story um, and and go from there, you know, versus going back on what you did with with Rowan. I think that's why that's probably the thing that stands out the most to me is is Rowan. And like if you what you were doing seemed to be pushing him and it wasn't necessarily about Daniel Bryan. So keep that going. Don't undo that part of the story. Just keep the Rowan being a monster. This guy that's talking that's you know, he's he's his own man now. Cool. Not like okay, he he said he's his own man, but the truth is he's not his own man. And so now he's back to just being another guy. Like no, no, don't don't undo that. So that that's just that. Now I have the words, like I said, to where <laughs> you know, to what was bothering me about that whole you know idea that maybe Daniel Bryan is still like kind of just manipulating or using right. Rowan in this whole thing. All right. So let's let's move on from that matchup. Again, Roman Reigns down Brian won. They hugged it out. And so to be continued on what happens in the next chapter of their story. Um, now, the rest of this card leading up into the, the main event was kind of last minute. They had no buildup to a lot of these matches. Um, on Now, they added, I want to say, so the four matches that they had were – uh, the Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns tag team match. Uh, then they had the women's Hell in a Cell pay per view uh, for the Raw Women's Championship, and then you had the Bray Wyatt the Fiend going against Seth Rollins. That was it. Yeah, it was just three. I don't like. I know that they said four at one point. I do remember them saying, or I remember hearing somewhere that there were four matches. Yeah, well, yeah. But I, only, I, I, did but I only know four, three. Yeah, it was only three. Yeah. Yeah, only then all of a sudden that same on Sunday, on Sunday they put a Twitter out announcing like four other matches. I didn't even see that. So, I, so to me, you know, my experience of this was I had all I knew about literally was the the Raw Women's Championship matchup, the Roman and Daniel Bryan matchup versus Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, and the Universal Championship match, and that was it. Yeah. So the next matchup that happened was Randy Orton and Ali, and I was like. Where does this come from? Like what? And it was just kind of like surprise after surprise. So in a way, it was kind of fun to to be like surprised like that. Like no warning of what the next matchup was going to be. And then these wrestlers just show up. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Let me see what happens. Um, But also, too, it kind of lacked that like anticipation because, you know, again, throughout the week, it was really about the premieres. It was about the season premiere of Raw, you know, and the season premiere of SmackDown and the matches that were happening on those shows. And then we we kind of did not get an opportunity to get excited about Randy Orton versus Ali and the, the history that they had and the fact that Randy Orton is the reason why Ali wasn't in that Hell in a Cell match that started Kofi Mania. You know, like there was this whole uh, uh, 
element that was missing for that match and for a lot of the other matches that happened later on. So I, I felt like, you know, again, on one hand, it was kind of cool because it was a surprise. On the other hand, it's like, man, this could have been a lot more. I could have been more invested if they would have built it up. So, you know, that was just my initial feeling. But, you know, to continue on, Randy Orton versus Ali, uh, fun matchup overall. Why don't you break this down for a little bit? But I thought it was a fun match. Yeah, I thought it was, man. Like, it was actually kind of a quick pace for Randy Orton. Usually he likes to slow it down. He slowed it down for a couple moments. But I was going to say, I thought it was a slow pace match for Ali. That's that's the way I saw it. Like, like it's I'm used to Ali. I looked at it faster. Yeah, I was saying I looked at it as it was a slightly higher pace than what nor- what normally uh, Randy Orton would do. He, but he like, like, but just in general, did you feel like it was like let take you know the perspectives out of it and just look at it like as a match? Did you feel like it was a, a slow pace match or a fast pace match? Huh. I don't, I don't even know if I can put it either or. It's just probably just right down the middle. Okay, because for me, I, it felt slow, but it, you know, Randy's matches are usually slower paced. So, you know, I looked at it as overall, it seemed like a slower paced match, um, but it was still fun because, again, you know, you got Randy Orton versus Ali and just like the the, the mixture of styles, you know, the high flying of Ali with like the more methodical Randy Orton and just, you know, just, just Randy being Randy basically with some of the things he was doing on the outside uh, and messing with Ali. Um, so I, I, you know, I appreciated it. I had fun with it, but overall, I did think what caught me a little bit was that it did feel like a slower paced match, um, especially with a guy like Ali in there, like more wrestles that I'm used to seeing Ali be a part of. Um, so yeah, that was just my general general insight. But uh, keep keep going. Yeah, man. But uh, overall, man, I love uh, Mustafa Ali. He, he got great in ring chemistry with Randy Orton. It seemed like Randy Orton was having fun with it too. That's what I enjoyed. My favorite spot is when he actually countered that RKO. Yeah. And it was, it was, and I kind of, and I'm a little bit pissed off, man, because I I literally looked on the floor because I was like, where the hell's the remote? Because I could turn the sound up a little bit more. All of a sudden, I just hear, wow. And I hear the crowd is, I hear, oh, what the hell did I miss? What the hell did I miss? (laughs) So I didn't exactly see it live. So I'm like, so I rewind like a few seconds. I'm like, oh man, that's a great counter. But I wish I would have saw it live, though, man. Oh man, yeah, it's, it's funny. There's a commercial out there with, um, I think it's around football and like people getting up at the wrong moments and missing this big thing. <laughs> like you go to get, there's like like a pizza delivery or something. Yeah. You go to the door, yeah. and all your friends on the couch, like, oh man, what a great play, greatest play ever. And then the guy <laughs> like this, this like face of like disappointment, like damn. I missed it. So, yeah, that, that's how I picture you really would. Oh, yeah, that's exactly how I felt, man. I was like, damn it. But yeah. uh, but it, it was still a, a good – it was still a good match. And, you know, and Randy got the win, of course, with the RKO. And, uh, yeah, and I guess he showed a little respect to, to Mustafa Ali uh, after the match. Kind of just bumped his chest and pointed to him as a show of sign of respect to him. Yeah, I think, you know, especially with the way that he reversed RKO doing that handstand to stop himself from hitting the ground. Yeah. You know, he was it kind of caught Randy and everybody was like, man, I had never seen a counter like that before. For real. So, you know, when he finally caught um, uh, Ali when and Ali basically was doing uh, his rolling 
thunder out of from the outside in into that uh, X factor, the old X Pac X Pac finisher. Um, he caught him. He called him like rolling thunder right into an RKO, which was sick as hell too. Yeah, it was. Um, Randy's reaction to when he hit that RKO was kind of like I don't know. I just laughed because his face. Randy is so good, man. Like he, he's just in the moment. He knows how to have fun without, you know, making it a joke. And he just kind of looked at him like, please, like you nice try. Kid. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those things. Yeah. And he slowly like climbed on him and he was like slithering almost a little bit. And he grabbed his leg and he picked his leg up all like nonchalant and just pinned him. He's like, yep. You know, so I, I don't know. It was just like Randy being Randy again. It was just like vintage Randy Orton. Just being a dick, but at the same time, he showed him that respect. Um, just you know, pointing at him is like, okay, okay, you know, nice job, nice job, kid. You you tried, you know what I'm saying? Like you you surprised me. You showed me something that I hadn't seen before. Like good for you, but I still won. So yeah, it was what it is. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, fun matchup. Um, I'll, let me talk about the entrances a little bit too, because the the visual for both of these is first time we got to see their new entrances with like the the new uh laser things and everything yeah. with randy they added scales to his um tron which i really like that touch um because you know the, the viper and everything so visually that looked cool um we don't have the slithering snake on the ramp anymore no. it's just this clean like you know silhouette of a of a snake on and the tron behind him which is pretty cool real simple um and like i said the red scales which was cool and with ali now on his sign, when it says Ali, there's actually a hand, which, of course, on his hand, he has that light. Yep. Like, that's his whole thing. Like, he's the light of the WWE. And so they have the handprint on the screen now, which is really cool. And then, yeah, just the light show going on on the left and right with the green and on the ceiling now with the green and just a little bit of laser action for him, too. Just really amazing entrance. I mean, Ali's entrance is always fun anyway because he has that mask that lights up and, again, the glove with the yep. light. But always come like- out with them lights. Yeah, but I feel like they put a little bit more into his entrance, too. So that makes me think, because I think entrances, you know, they do give you a little bit of insight into how invested they are in a certain superstar. If it's real lackluster, like with Cesaro, you can tell they don't finish it. But with Ali, the fact that they're putting more work into it and they're constantly tweaking it, it's like, okay, they're trying to get him over. They're trying to make him feel more special and have more. So you can stand out, man. Yeah, so that's why I'm bringing that up is to say that I think it means something that that they see something in Ali that they really like and they they're continuing to try to develop him. So I really like that about about the entrances part of this. Um, but yeah, matchup overall, man, was good. I wish there was a little bit more buildup so we can get a little bit more excited about it. I hope it continues on and they they have a, another matchup or or just at least the build for Ali. I hope that he continues to to get big matches like this. To, to continue to to have his star rise. So, and then for Randy, I mean, Randy can really do no wrong at this point. Like, whatever Randy does, yeah. he's already accomplished it all, so I'm not really worried about him. He's a made man. Yep, he's most definitely a made man, dude. Uh, I'm glad you talked about the interests, man. Yeah, because I, I, I definitely like uh, Ali. Uh, I like, I'm glad they brought that steam back for Becky Lynch because yeah. they always add, add a, a nice touch. Uh and it's funny that you say that you can tell how much they're invest, you know, in a character just based off entrance. And that brings me up to one person, but I'm still confused about it. I think that's the next met is the Chad Gable. Well, the one I have is um, 
uh, Asuka and Kyrie Sane oh, okay. versus Alexa Bliss today. and Nikki Cross. Yeah. I mean, we could jump to that. That's totally fine. I, we could call an model right there and just go, go straight to that if you want. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, man. All right. Yeah, one yeah. one real quick uh, nitpick I have on, on entrances since we're on that topic. Uh, Roman Reigns' entrance. So I love the fact that Roman has a little bit of pyro. Um, that he does with the fist. Now that's kind of a, a constant thing that he's doing. You know, the 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 fist hitting the ground and it hits the pyro. I feel like he needs more pyro. I feel like it's not enough. It just feels like a whimper versus like <laughs> it being like a big explosion. You know, like for a guy like Roman Reigns, you would think that they like. I remember like Batista's entrance for for oh, yeah. I think he had probably maybe the best pyro for any entrance. Like either him or Edge. I think had like the best pyro for their entrances. I'm gonna give so, that to Batista, man. He had like machine gun. Right, that, that's my favorite. That's yeah. my favorite with pyro. Batista's was my favorite. Um, and this, it just by comparison, I'm like, man, I feel like Roman should get more than that. Like, this is Roman Reigns. This is your dude. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> give him some more pyro. Don't be cheap on that. Yeah. So I feel like he need like even Seth Rollins. I feel like has a better look with the pyro with the fire. Like it just feel and they added some pyro to it as well. They did. Um, so yeah, just just Roman. It seems a little lackluster there. Um, also, too, that dog graphic that they have in the background. I feel like something about it doesn't feel right. So every once in a, well, not every once in a while. It's, every time it shows up, it's like the dog is there. It's like breathing, and then it like reaches out to bite. Right. And then it just keeps doing that. I'm really annoyed by the way it looks now, like it continuing to do that motion. Like, you know, it's breathing, then it reaches out to bite. It breathes and it reaches out to bite. And I'm looking more at the graphic than just like taking in the I whole moment. I never paid attention to that. Watch it. The next time I you will. see Roman's entrance, <laughs> just watch. It's just so repetitive and it's kind of annoying because it almost looks like a weird glitch. Like it, he goes out to bite and then the dog like, it like cuts and the dog is all of a sudden in that that breathing motion again. Yeah. You have to see it to really understand what I'm saying. But basically, I feel like what they should do is just have the dog there and not have it reach out to to, to bite because if it, the way it looks, it looks like it just cuts, but then it 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 goes back to to like the the video restarts. Yeah. So it's, it's not like smooth. It's a loop. Yeah, it's a loop, but it's a loop. Like I wish you, it, it was. It felt more continuous. Like let's say the dog reached out to to bite, and then you actually see the dog's head go back, you know, and go back to resting. Yeah, but it doesn't do that. It goes out to bite, and then his head is forward, and then all of a sudden it cuts, and his head is back to where where the video was starting. I'm like, it just seems kind of amateurish that look. And so it would be better if like the dog was just there, like that image, kind of like Randy Orton's Viper. It's just a silhouette of the the snake. Yeah. Snake's not moving. It's not doing anything. It's just there. And so it's less distracting. But with this is like that dog is moving and he reaches out to bite and then it cuts weird. And I don't know. I just I just feel like they they over they overdid it and in a way also underdid it with like the the motion being. Like just just a, a short video loop where it's not smooth that transition from it reaching out to then going back. I don't know. It's just another nitpick with that, but I think they just need to do a little bit of work with Roman's entrance because it's not completely there yet. I, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, I, just my eye caught that man, and like this is the second time that I was noticing it. I'm like, yeah. man, this really bothers me. So I just had to bring it up here. Um, but yeah, not to derail us too much. Let's keep going with the card. So uh, we're gonna. All that audible and go to Chad Gable versus King Corbin, man. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, man. So I just want to talk about uh, just Chad Gable. Like, you know, like how you was talking about the theme. 
Like his theme music is so generic. It's so basic. So early nineties, I want to say like gladiator type music. So, so the, the, it just. To this lukewarm reception every time. And you're trying to get the crowd to like, come on. Like, no, nah, yep. that's, that's just, that means it does nothing for me. How does that mean it's going to get me hype? No, no way. I'm not playing that while I'm working out. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> exactly. That's man. not happening. No, man. I can't, I can't bust out any reps with that. That's, how the hell, that's just throw my game off. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm not, I got to stop. Hold on. Let me switch the song real quick. How'd that get in there? Exactly, <laughs> man. But uh, other than that, man, the match itself, I'm, I'm a little confused. The reason why. Why this happened? Thought we were done. Yeah, and then why did your king of the ring lose? <laughs> because it's a joke. It's a, it's a joke. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. I guess now, yeah, King of the Ring is a joke. You know? And they keep going back and forth. I think they're confused. I don't, they don't know whether or not they want to play this for comedy or whether they want him to be, like, a legit, like, you know, force now. Like, I don't know. They they are really, really confused on how to approach this. Um, it, it's, just, it's, just, it's just weird. And, yeah, he lost. And, I mean, now let's not – just gloss over though one one part of this that I think is really funny. So there, uh, King Corbin called Chad Gable. He keeps calling him short. He keeps calling him short. He's making short jokes, and then he gave him the name Shorty Gable. Right now, you had talked about. I think there was a rumor that they were going to change Chad Gable's name to Shorty G. Yes. Okay. So. Chad Gable wins the match. Oh, yeah. Yep. Greg Hamilton <laughs> says, the winner of the match, Shorty Gable. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is Greg Hamilton calling him Shorty Gable? Didn't King Corbin just say this in a way to, to make fun of Chad yeah, Gable? That, that's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, now immediately to to uh, Michael Cole's credit, you know, he had gone in on on uh, Greg Hamilton. Like, how dare Greg Hamilton call him that? That is disrespectful. And, you know, uh, uh, Corey Graves, you know, going along with it, because, of course, he's the heel commentator. He's like, he was he was pronounced that by our king. That is that should be his name. <laughs> So that was kind of funny, but um, yeah, they, and then even in the back, you know, he had a, he had an interview and the interviewer had said, called him shorty, but then she caught herself and he's like, no, no, it's okay. I, I kind of like that. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Shorty G is about to happen. Oh man. I, well, yeah, it, it's good. He probably, you know what? He'll probably change it to shorty G. He will. Yeah. He will. He's going to use that. You know what? What people make fun of him with, he's going to use that as his, as his strength. You know, it's like um, like My Hero Academia. You you watch that, right? My Hero, of course. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because we talk about some like anime. That, Come on, okay, I, 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 I had to bring it up. So like Midoriya, you know, like Bakugo uses Deku to make fun of him at least when they were kids, yep. and then Midoriya says, you know, I'm going to use that as my superhero name just to kind of t- to flip it to turn something that was a negative into a positive and use that to inspire people. So that's basically what he's doing. Yeah, man, but. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I don't. I don't want to see this match anymore. Well, prepare yourself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't think this is over because afterwards, uh, not. 
It's definitely uh, Corbin found him in the back after that interview and put the beat down on him, uh, threw him around and, you know, had the little smirk smile or whatever. So, yeah, th- th- this match will continue. He probably is going to be on uh, Team Hogan, I would say. Oh, yeah, he will. He'll, he'll be on Team Hogan. I just, I just yeah, but since uh, what? Baron Corbin's on Team. He's Flair. on Team Flair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to happen. So it will continue. We will see Shorty G just continue to rise and, and just beat up on our king. Oh, man. And so that's 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 where we're at. That's where we're at. King Corbin and Chad Gable. And again, this matchup was, you know, not, I guess the day of is one of the matches that they announced. Um, but no real buildup short of what we had already been seeing. Um, but it's just not a match that it's really pay-per-view worthy. It just, I don't know, it felt weird. Like this whole show, you know, the, the first two matches felt like, okay, we're watching Hell in a Cell. Yep. And then the rest of it, short of the main event, felt like we were watching Monday Night like, Raw. Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, just like a regular. boring as Monday Night Raw. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it's just a weird feel to, to, all, to these matches. Again, there was that surprise element, not knowing what was coming, at least for me. But, uh, yeah, it just felt like a regular show. So, um, all right, so let's, let's uh, take a couple, go a couple matches back to uh, Asuka and Kyrie Sane versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, so they fought for the tag, the women's tag team championships. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, going into this matchup, I, I was not sure which way this was going to go. Um, just, just seeing this announced, I'm like, okay, well, it would be nice to see Asuka and Kyrie Sane win these belts. I don't trust the WWE to give them the belts and give them a legitimate run if they do mm-hmm. win the belts. But, you know, we'll see what happens because I, I, I do believe that they're behind Alexa Bliss 1,000%. With Nikki, you know, I, I'm not sure either. I don't know what, what their long-term plans is with her because she's basically just getting all this time because she's paired up with Alexa. Yeah. So, you know, it just that seems to be the case. But with, you know, so with Asuka and Kyrie Sane, it's like, uh, we'll see. And, you know, sure enough, you know, in this matchup, they end up winning. And the way they won, I mean, just to talk about the matchup, heel tactics, interesting. It was, right. Yeah, like, I did not think they would turn them heel. And, I mean, Kyrie saying, I've never seen her. As oh, no, man. She is just like this adorable face wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was just, it was bizarre. You know, I think there was there was points where I was like, man, she's almost too cute to be here. Like, I don't know if I could actually <laughs> see her as a villain. Like, just right. a she comes like, out as a pirate to this face music theme music. Yeah. yeah. You know, what, what you go, they have to change up their, their theme music now. Yeah. I mean, I would almost either something completely new or more Asuka because Asuka's theme music fits them for sure as, as heels. Like I could see that for Asuka, heel or face, that music works. But uh, yeah, oh, Kyrie's it no. It does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was, it was surprising. It was shocking to see, you know, seeing that the, the heel taxes from Kyrie from Asuka, it felt a little bit more natural. Um, and uh, yeah, we got the, the green mist. Um, used by Asuka in this matchup, which I loved. I loved that, you know, seeing Asuka do that, you know, and then the green tongue afterwards, and it was just nice. It was a great visual. Um, so I love that. Now, the one thing I don't understand with the green mist, and this goes back to even before when other people used to do this. Tajiri. Is, what's that? Tajiri. Yeah, Tajiri. Yeah, Tajiri. And then some other some other uh, Japanese wrestlers, too, in the, in the past have done it as well. 
But I think the uh, great uh, Muda has used this as well. Mm -hmm. But um, just thinking about this. So the referee can see that this green substance is on, you know, uh, uh, what was it? Nikki, I think she sprayed with the mist. And then it's all over Asuka's mouth. How is that not a disqualification? Man, are we going to really go there? I'm just saying. Come on, man. You, because this, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of foreshadowing here, but <laughs> how is that not a disqualification? Like, clearly, there's, there's she she used, because, okay, like a low the blow. Ref, the ref didn't see it, so I guess it never. Yeah, happened. but even after the fact, you could reverse your decision because they do that all the time, too. Like, no, like some other ref will come out and say, no, their foot was actually on the rope, or no, this actually happened. No, but like the evidence is right there. You know, and again, a low blow, you, there's no, like, in the moment, you maybe you don't see it, that's fine. You know, uh, when Bailey used the, uh, she undid the turnbuckle pad, you know, maybe you missed that, that's fine. But it's all over her. Like, the, the miss is all over both of these women. Like, clearly, Especially something Oscar, happened. Yes, Oscar was like, basically red handy because you got all that yes. mist just all over your mouth. So, clearly, you and Nikki did something. Yeah, <laughs> you and Kyrie, yeah, 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 you and Kyrie did something to cheat. Like, what is going on? So, I don't know. I, I just, they're, they're, it's fun, though. It's it's a great visual, you know, seeing the mist. I just, I love the look of it and just pulling out of nowhere. And, and, hey, maybe they can go ahead and say, look, it's it came from her body, so it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, because there's kind of a mystique with that, with, you know, characters that would do that. It's like, that's something from within them, so you can't really disqualify them because it's not an outside object or whatever. So looking at them somewhat supernaturally that they just pulled this weird substance out of their body. Um, so maybe you go with that. But, yeah, I just thought that was a funny note. And, again, foreshadowing. DQ, no no DQ called there, but we'll, we'll talk about another one. So, um, yeah, so so what do you – I mean, are you excited about uh, uh, Kyrie and Asuka being tag team champions now? Like, yeah, what, what man. Your- it was totally oh. unexpected. You know, I, I really didn't expect – Kyrie and Oscar to even win the championship. I thought it would just be uh that would just be a filler match, really. You know, for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view because it was just basically booked, you know, just on the fly. So I just assumed like, oh, okay, so they're just here to, you know, just fulfill their roles and, you know, so Nikki and uh what's her name? Alexa Alexa was can can win, but no, it was totally caught me off guard. And I love the heel taxes by Oscar with the green miss. I, I definitely popped for that. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun with the matchup. You know, I'm happy for for uh, Kyrie Sane and for Oscar. You know, getting some gold and and you know, hopefully getting a decent run with this. Um, you know, it, it just it just feels good to see them finally get something because when they first got together as a team, it was so weird to see them just kind of get forced together as a team, uh, two Japanese superstars who both, you know, are, are worthy of being, you know, raw or SmackDown women's champion. Both of them been NXT champions, you know, and, and neither one of them. I, well, I guess you could say Kyrie Sane in terms of a tag team wrestler. Yes. You know, with her work with Io Shirai in the sky pirates. Um, and I don't know about it in Japan, if she were a part, was a part of tag teams there, I'll have to look into that, but you know, she's definitely established herself as a single star. So I was more hopeful that when she finally jumped to one of the other shows that she would have been a, a single star and just continued on her, her momentum from NXT. But, you know, 
Vince saw otherwise or whoever made that decision saw otherwise and put her in a tag team. Um, but yeah, them getting the titles, it kind of like, all right, let, this is a nice little consolation prize for, for them. So it, with the fact that they didn't get the tech, the singles title runs that maybe we're hoping for, but they are at least champions. So it's nice. It's nice to see. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm just curious to see where, where this championship title leads to for them. Yep. So we'll, and on raw, there was a little bit there for us to chew on. So we'll talk about that a little bit later, but um, yeah, let's get to the one other championship match before the main event, which was Charlotte versus Bailey. So, yeah, again, I was shocked when when they announced this, you know, right there on the spot. They were like, and now the SmackDown Women's Championship match. I was like, whoa, OK, so we're we're doing this. And Charlotte came out. I'm like, man, this is over. Like at that point, when I found out that this match was happening, I'm like, Charlotte's going to win this 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 match. It's going to happen. Um, and yeah, just uh, it was it's it's interesting because I, I was still going into the, this match confused on where. Charlotte was in terms of being a heel or a face, you know, because Charlotte really hasn't changed anything she's done. Um, there's just been heel tactics from Bailey that has kind of made her in some ways a baby face. But, you know, she's still heelish to a point, too, in, her, in the way that she does things. So, you know, it's 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 like you could look at this anyway. She's basically a tweener, you know, and with Bailey, yeah. you know, she. Bailey's it, it's it's I'm I don't know the heel Bailey I'm still trying to, to to accept it completely but the one part that I do like is with her entrance where she's looking at the kids is like you want to see this you want to see the inflatable Bailey buddies I'm doing this for you I'm doing this for you and she keeps pointing to the kids and it's funny because there was one kid I think he was like to the right of the screen yeah where she's like I'm doing this for you and he just was like not interested he like had his hands crossed and he had his head on the guardrail and he's kind of looking like uninterested. And she's like, I'm doing this for you. And he's like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Go ahead and do it. I was like, that's perfect. That's actually what I kind of figured. Like if this is going to be what she does, like her trying to force her goodness on the people, but everyone knows like, it's not really genuine anymore. Mm-hmm. And then just being like, whatever you're going through the motions. I don't even care anymore. You know? So like, that was kind of an interesting visual. Um, the match itself, I mean, it, it was a good matchup overall. Both of them did well. Bailey definitely looked stronger in this matchup than she did in the first one where she was just basically running, yeah. you know, from from Charlotte. So kudos there. Um, I thought it was a it was a solid match. Um, in the end, she tapped. She tapped out. So, you know, Charlotte is the new women's champion. Um, and I think the bigger story is more the reaction afterwards. So, you know, Charlotte's a 10-time champion. She gets the belt. Bailey gets up and she is just pleading with the refs to restart the match. Yeah. She's mad at Charlotte, just yelling at Charlotte. And the crowd to shut up. told them to shut up. And she was like just on the ground, yeah. sitting on the ground, just, you know, getting the refs to get away from her. And yep, in tears. I'm like, yeah. wow, this is. And I actually I was kind of in tears, bro. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Both of them. So, yeah, it was, it was, uh, I liked that part like the emotion of it and i feel like this is a great opportunity to 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 you know transition bailey one way or another you know to either being full-blown heel or if her and sasha maybe are in a disagreement with how things went like maybe bailey does go back to being face now my my desire what i would love to see is is for them to maybe try to use this in a full-blown heel 
uh, turn for her where she uses this and says, you know, to the fans, like, hey, you know, because they were all booing and some of them were doing the sha na 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 and like yeah, really like digging her. <laughs> you know, so now I think like drop the whole like, you know, I'm still a role model, I'm still this, I'm still that, and just be like, you know, the fans betrayed me and kind of go with that and let's see if that can work. Let's give that a shot. So that's what I'm hoping for with this. I think it can work, man, because when Bailey is aggressive, man, she is on a whole nother level. So I would love to see that matched up with uh, a heel character of Bailey. Uh, because I, even when she had that little outburst, you know, just telling the cr- crowd to shut up and she was kind of hitting the stairs. And, you know, I was like, you know, all right, we're, that's a little something. Let's, let's see. We can, you know, keep on, uh, pushing towards that that goal if they want to go there yeah yeah basically um you know it was kind of like a kid like having a a, a meltdown basically oh, you know yeah. that's, the, that's what i kind of felt with that at the end i think they could play off of that and she's just like you know just upset and you know continuing to melt down on smackdown and just like you know blaming everybody for for not having her back anymore you know, and just like being like a like just basically a kid, like a kid who's just upset, you know, and that could be that could be Bailey's thing. So we'll we'll see if they could if they go with it that route. Um, but I think that could work for her. Um, at least I'm hoping so, because they they tried it with the whole in between and with her like trying to save face and be a legitimate champion and being desperate to do that. And I don't think it really worked. I think there were some moments where, like I said, with, with the whole and the, the Bailey buddies and you know, trying to do it for the crowd and, you know, I'm doing this for you. Like there were points where I did like that. Um, but, you know, the the promos that she would that she had cut, you know, telling people what she was doing. I think that failed, to be honest. So I didn't really like that. But now in this new direction with her, you know, having a legitimate, you know, like gripe, because, again, people booed and turned on her and she could actually address that directly and show how pissed off she is about that, how hurt she is by that. By that, I think that could be really cool. So, yeah, excited to excited to see where they where they go with that from here. All right, now we are at the main event. Oh, we didn't talk about the other match. If you don't want to talk about the Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman. Oh gosh, yeah, I totally skipped over that. Well, okay, I mean Braun. Yeah, I totally skipped that. Braun Strowman and I'm just so excited to talk about the <laughs> main event. Yeah. I really am. Yeah, I totally skipped that. So yeah, Braun Strowman and the Viking Raiders versus the OC. Um, so yeah, break that down, man. What do you think of that match? Uh, kind of confused why it was a DQ finish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you had plenty well, of people to take the fall, I was like. This is a theme. This is a what theme. The DQ I should have saw this coming. Oh, yeah. That was like, man, these, 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 these DQ finishes, man. I should have saw the foreshadowing in that. But you know what? I didn't really care. I think the only thing I got from this was just uh, when Braun hit uh, AJ knocked, Styles, knocked, knocked him out, him. and then AJ was just, you know, being AJ, he was selling, which I enjoyed that a bit. Punch drunk. Pun- oh, my God. Even even the uh, Luke Gallows and uh, uh, Carl Anderson like, when, when they helped him out, they was they was telling him the you know what day it was and and let him know like Braun knocked you out. He was like what? He, like he knocked you out? <laughs> he didn't remember. And they're oh, <laughs> uh, it was just it was hilarious, man. And and they're they're going up the ramp, and I guess they want to go. And then AJ wanted to 
won the uh, pose one more time with the United States belt, and he holds it up, instantly falls back because <laughs> he's still woozy from getting yeah. knocked out, bro. They had to tell him where he was at, yeah. what day it was. Like, yeah, it was crazy. He kept saying, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. He just keeps falling over. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. He tried to raise up that belt. And, man, Luke Gallows had to catch him because he was about to yeah. fall. It was like a true yeah, trust fall, basically. Like, man, yeah, that was that was funny. That was a funny moment. Um, so, yeah, overall, like you said, it was, it was a weird ending because they were – they, it was like a little bit of a beatdown that was happening, and the referee called for a disqualification, which you're like, wait, what? For what? There was no you know, weapons brought in or anything like that. I don't recall hearing like a count to where, you know, because sometimes in tag matches, if you go past the five count, sure, then the referee will throw the match out. But here it was just like so quick. It just came out of nowhere, and you're like, why is this referee calling the match? So, yeah, I don't know. That was weird. But, again, a theme. It was a theme. It was setting up a theme. It was on purpose. They wanted to to the next uh, match. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Setting the table. There we go. So, so now let's get to it. Again, parental advisory for things that may be said yes. during this portion. Um, and I'm I'm still hey whatever I say I say I don't know I, I'm not I'm not sure which way I'm gonna go. So what I'm actually gonna do <laughs> is. Uh, I'm going to let you start off and talk about this while I gather my thoughts on on how I want to approach this. So, yeah, man, right. go for it. Main event. So I want to talk from the beginning what I was annoyed with. From the beginning. All right. So mm-hmm. that comes out. Burn it down. Cool, cool. All right. I'm I'm anxious to see the Fiend's entrance again because I haven't seen it mm-hmm. since SummerSlam. Comes out. Entrance is cool. But yet I hear commentating talking. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's what you need to do. Shut the fuck up. Because really, you you they just ruined that experience. Like, oh, man. Like, I think Big Joseph was talking. He was like, man, uh, I don't know what he was saying, man. It was just annoying. I, 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 was, I was trying to air it out, but no, he was just, he, it, it ruined the, it ruined the experience. I wanted to feel it all over again. What I felt uh, during the SummerSlam entry. Yeah. And I couldn't get that because Vic Joseph decided to talk. He thought it was a perfect opportunity to talk to Dio and the King about the entrance. You could have talked about it after it was done and when the gate is getting ready to come down and all that good stuff, whatever. Uh, but no, I, that's what I was annoyed with. All right, so all right, cool, whatever. I'll try to forget about it. Match kicks off. The match was cool. In the beginning, you know, I love Bray Wyatt. No selling the, the kendo stick hits from Seth Rollins. I'll Before talk- you get into that, yeah, yeah, yeah. the lighting, the lighting. Oh, well, okay. Hmm. I, I, I think I have mixed feelings on the lighting. Okay. Because at times it was cool. At times I was kind of annoyed by it as well. Because it was kind of hard to see at times, even on the TV. I, I want to get, I can only imagine for the live audience how it would. How, oh, my God. Yeah. Cause you got the red lighting with the red cell, so I don't even know if it was kind of causing some type of. It kind of negated it. I mean, it, 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 it defeated the purpose of having a red cell with the red light. <laughs> what are you doing? Why is it red? So now we can't even see the red of the cell because everything's red. Yeah. So what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. It's it. it, it yeah, the aesthetics of that was was not good. It was not good. Yeah. 
it, but when when the match went along, it was cool. The, how the story was getting ready to unfold, and you know how the fiend was just kind of no selling uh, the kendo sticks. The oh man, how, how many how many curve stumps this dude took? Man, like a hundred? Too many. <laughs> Too many. It's just now. I gotta ask you that. Well, you think that was a bit absurd, or you thought it was okay. absurd? It was absurd. Okay. It was absurd. Okay. So I wasn't the only one. Because I, I get he's no selling, but that was it was a bit. It much. was a bit much. Yeah, it was. Yeah. We're we're crossing into Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Oh and, my yeah. God. When you took we're gonna six F fives. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're it's a bit much. It's a bit much. Like I get the no selling, but then to have Seth do it so many times, it's like okay, well. So no one should ever beat him because yeah, and and I mean to a point, I don't want to see him lose anyway. So it's kind of cool, but you don't. Why do it so many times? Maybe do it three times. Maybe do it four times. But then he just kept going. Yeah, man, proud. It was, we, was we was not having it. I think we was yeah. in the double digits. It, was, yeah. it had to be in the yeah. double digits for them curve yeah. stumps, and then he he did it. He followed up with a uh, with a pedigree, then with another curve stump. It's basically the same sequence that he gave to Braun Strowman that he won the the he, he beat him with, but yeah, then it was a, like a one count at yeah, that point. He that. Yep, he, he just no sold it again with the one count, and uh, but this is where this this is the turning point for the match for me, and maybe for you too. I, I yeah. don't know, but for me, this was a turning point when it was starting to slowly go down. I think the crowd started to boo when uh when. When Seth was doing all those multiple curb stumps, and, and then this is when it gets, you know, kind of crazy. He's, you know, Seth Rollins goes out the ring. He's throwing in chairs. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. He didn't throw in chairs yet. He gets a chair, goes up. He, he looks at Bray Wyatt He's standing over, over his body. Fiend. Yep, yep. And does a chair shot to the head. You know the way he did it on the angle. I know how. You know, he looked like he, he looked like he kind of hit the floor first. Right, but it's supposed to be a headshot, basically. Right, he just right. gave him a headshot with yeah. the with the chair. Yep, and then he goes for the. Then he goes for the the roll up, but no, it, I think he kicked out a one this time. I mean, one was it yeah. another one? I think it was another one. Yeah. yeah, and you know the crowd cheers for that, but I'm like, man, this is kind of this is this is yeah, getting, I can't this I yeah. can't yeah my disbelief is yeah <laughs> my disbelief I couldn't. Yeah. I, c- I couldn't, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep the same energy like I do with other matches. And this mm-hmm. this, is, this is this is one of them that is not going to uh, get, get the exception. But after that, he, then he goes back out the ring, uh, gets a ladder, stumps him. No, not stumps him. Then he just holds up the ladder. Then he's hitting him in the head with it, with the chair. Yeah, so he covered his face with the chair. Uh, Seth Rollins covers the Fiend's face with the chair. Then he grabs like one of those short ladders and picks up the ladder uh, the long way and basically crushes the fiend's head with the ladder. Like essentially just pushes the ladder, like like hits the chair. So essentially we're supposed to see it as he just crushed his head with the chair, you know, but yeah, then keep going. Didn't go for the pin. And then I, I was another one count again. I think it was another one. Another one point. count. It was, right. it was just uh, over and over again. The same yeah, yeah. thing was happening. All right. This time, Seth Rollins frustrated, man. He's trying to think of some. I think at first he put the chair on top of the ladder. He was like, nah, I'm going to put it right between the ladder now. 
as he put the ladder on top of Bray Wyatt, he put the chair right in between like a sandwich. All right. And then he goes outside the ring looking for something else. And then he pulls out the hammer, you know, the old sledgehammer, Triple H, you know, best friends, old faithful. No. And then the referee all of a sudden is like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? What are you doing? Think, think about it, Seth. Think about what you're doing. And I'm like, what? This is yeah, he the still. He said, you're going to kill this guy? That I heard him say that. He said, you're going to kill this guy? Is that what you're going to do now? That's not who you are. Yep. But I'm like, but it's a hell in a cell match. <laughs> what do you think? It's, it's hell in the cell. It's when you have a match for the, you know, you want a finality for the match. Yeah. That's why it's called Hell in the Cell because anything goes. We just saw it with two ladies. But yet we go, we get to this point and the ref is like, like, what are you doing? No, no, no. And as soon as, you know, it looked like Seth was going to like, all right, you're right. He's in the corner. He goes in the corner. All of a sudden, he gets right back up and just, wow, hit him like one time. And then the ref calls for the ring, ding, ding, ding. You know, all of a sudden, the, the hell of a cell comes up. And then it's time that the crowd is just pissed, livid, booing, chanting AEW, chanting refund, chanting restart the damn match. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this was a booking, not a booking mess, a booking disaster. That's what it was. I... I, and we predicted what would be an acceptable way for them to book themselves out of this for Seth to keep the belt. And I said, Undertaker. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was perfect. Undertaker take it will come out, you know, and and he'll get and he'll get revenge for uh, for Kane, and it would have made sense. But no, we get this foolish DQ. And I guess, and then you have all the medics, which I didn't like that because that made the fiend look totally weak right there. It, it made it normalized them. You know, when when it, it was getting ready to, you know, put them on the stretcher board and all that. So I man, I did not like this match at all. <sighs> yeah. Um so yeah, you you broke it down real well, man. Like I I, I I agree with so much of what you said. Um, this matchup just it just bothers me. Like it bothered me from the beginning. I talked about it a little bit on the last show. Like I was really concerned with the, the with what they were going to do with this matchup because it felt like you know the way that they had been you know building up Seth Rollins and talking about him. Aside from when the Fiend would jump him, like I didn't feel like they were ready to take the belt off of him. So I kept jumping back and forth like, you know, I'm afraid they might actually have Seth Rollins beat The Fiend. Like, they might actually go ahead and do this. Um, You know, but when you talked about The Undertaker and potentially that happening, I said, okay, that would be a cool way to do it. But, you know, there's just still a part of me that was really nervous about what was going to happen in this matchup because, again, it just it felt like something something goofy could happen in this this match like this. so, you know, start things off, like you said. Seth Rollins uh, comes out cool. Uh, Bray Wyatt comes out. The commentary during it, you know, didn't bother me as much as it did you. But I hear what you're saying. And I think that that definitely would have been the first entrance with that silence and you just being able to experience it, yeah. experience it, hear the yeah. music, 
with no interruption from commentary took away a little bit from it. Now that you say that, I mean, again, it didn't bother me maybe as much as it bothered you, but you know, I definitely would have preferred definitely just to have it. As soon as I heard him talk, I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong in that. I think an entrance like this, man, just let it be. Don't muddy it with commentary. I don't care who the commentator is. They're not going to be good enough to be able to add to something like, like this, especially it's so fresh, you know, like this is only the second time we're getting to see this entrance. Just let us enjoy it. Let us experience it. You don't have to add your voice to it. So that's, that's that. Um, Right away, when they kept the lights red, at first, what I thought was going to happen, I don't know if you remember, you probably will remember when I say it, uh, Bray Wyatt at one point, I, I think it was the matchup he had maybe with Dean Ambrose, where, or I don't know if it was Dean, but they, they put worms on the on the canvas. Randy Orton. Like, it was Randy, there you go, there you go, thank you. Yeah, they showed they had worms like like all of a sudden like the lights would go out and then they had those worms show up on the ring and I'm like oh my god like yeah they're gonna do this <laughs> like I think do something goofy like this during this matchup right now and try to play off like the 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 superpowers in that way that he's changing the ring to mess with Seth Rollins so thankfully they didn't do that I think that's probably the only positive that I can take from it is that they didn't go to to some rehash that old idea so that was one thing I was afraid of but. Um, the red lighting. So I get it from a standpoint of you want to keep Bray or the fiend looking like a monster and making it hard to completely see him clearly. You drown this this arena in red. It's hell in a cell. Bray's been saying this whole time. I'll see you in hell. So it's kind of like like uh, like a Dante's Inferno kind of situation where Seth Rollins is is in hell legit. The lighting, he's in there with the fiend. He's in hell in a cell. You're trying to set that mood. Anything goes, kind of match up. This is Seth Rollins' hell. This is Seth Rollins' Dante's Inferno. Cool. Okay, fine. But it's hard to see. Like from a viewer's standpoint, even though I'm I'm kind of like enjoying how scary uh, the fiend looks because of the lighting, I'm also kind of pissed off because I can't truly see Bray or the fiend doing what he's doing and I can't really enjoy the match like now it's not even a match it's just like a movie at this point it's just like a like I'm like I'm I, I'm I'm it takes me out of the match aspect of it and I don't know I feel like I'm I'm watching something else and I don't know it just takes away some of the enjoyment of seeing these two guys compete like when Finn and the fiend went against each other there was no, I, I much more enjoyed the visual of that of course because I get to see clearly the fiend. I get to see clearly Finn Balor and what the two of them are doing to each other. Like, I want to be able to see it clearly. And I feel so bad for the crowd at, at that arena because already cage matches, hell in cell matches, trying to look through a cage. It's hard to see. It, it's tough. And then you you put this red light on there. They can now they now they have to look through this cage and through this red lighting. For us at home, we're actually lucky, and I'm complaining about it. You know, because we get shots in the ring. They have to view this from outside. Come on, man. Like, I would be asking for a refund at that point, too, because I can barely see it. And then you give me that shit ending at the end where there's a there, the referee throws out the match because because Seth got too destructive because he got too brutal in a hell in a cell match. It's always touted as this brutal matchup that anything goes that changes lives that, you know, you go in and you're never the same person before. And all of a sudden now you're going to wave the match off because he hits him with a sledgehammer 
why didn't you wave off the Undertaker Triple H match in Hell in a Cell when Triple H used it on Undertaker? You know, like there's been that that sledgehammer has been used so many times, you know, like down to throw out a match because he used that on the fiend, like a, a inhuman type of supernatural character anyway. Like it just it's just stupid. So I, I just and like you said, the way that they ended up having all of those medical people come out. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. The, 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 you have this monster character. You've been building him up to be this scary dude. And then you have EMTs coming to check on his well being. It's like, <laughs> what is, what is going on? What are you doing? You just, you, you basically erased the mystique of the fiend in one match. Yeah. That's it. Like his mystique is 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 been hurt by this. I'm not gonna say it's done because again, at the end of the match, he did get up, you know, and he he you know, no sold it, you know, after being down for a while. But damn it, he was down for a while. He was. You know what I'm saying? Like he was he was not moving. He was motionless. And you know, I've talked to to some people about this, and I've been listening to some other you know people talk about this on podcasts and things. And essentially, what I'm getting from a lot of people is that. It's essentially a loss for the fiend because yeah. basically what happened is like a TKO loss, even though they're calling it a referee stoppage on the website. And, you know, they're not technically because that's another thing. Just for a clarification, the official ruling is actually not a DQ. They're just saying it was referee stoppage. So it like, means the Steph- fiend lost then, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Seth Rollins beat the fiend is essentially what happened. He beat him so bad the referee had to stop the match. That makes that's it even what worse. That's that's what it is. Yep. Yep. He beat the fiend. He beat the fiend. The fiend. Uh, they, they're not going to officially put it in as a loss, but damn it, it's a, it's loss, a loss. He couldn't get up. That's when a, the that's referee it. stops. It's a loss. It happens in all the sports matches, boxing, UFC. Yep. When a ref yep. stops the match, the the uh, the the opponent wins. Yep. Yep. So it's a loss. So the so Seth Rollins beat the fiend. The one thing that we talked about not wanting to see at all, I said I wanted to see this man go undefeated for a full year, and then maybe you have him go for the title. But in this situation, you got the match. There, there's You have to have him win, period. You have to have him win. Or, like to your point, if you can find some way, a guy like The Undertaker dragging him to hell, doing something like that, okay, that would be a holy shit moment. And we're now anticipating – Undertaker versus The Fiend, you know, at some future pay-per-view. Cool. But you went about it this way and had The Fiend essentially get beat by Seth Rollins. And now you're trying to hide it with this whole, well, referee stoppage. And no, but it it's a loss. Essentially, it's a loss. So, yeah, th- this is this 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 is a mess. Yeah. This match, if you weren't because I think this is what happened. This is just me kind of kind of thinking outside the box here. But I think this is what happened. I think initially the fiend was going to win this match and then Fox, because the rumors are Fox wants the fiend on Fox. So I think what happened was they changed their minds and now they're, they're in a, they're in a box they're in a pickle to figure out like, okay, well, how do we do this? How do we have the fiend be on Fox? But now he's in this universal championship match. So then they probably changed their mind and said, let's do this referee stoppage thing so that we can finish this matchup without having the fiend, you know, win and have the title and then try to figure out a way to get the belt off of him. But earlier, you know, we talked about this too. You had a, a matchup with uh, a fatal five-way or five-way matchup to figure out who was going to be the number one contender to go against Seth Rollins. Why not have one of those guys, like it was ended up being Rey Mysterio. 
you could have had the Fiend cost Seth Rollins the belt, put the belt on Rey Mysterio, and then had the Fiend and and Seth fight non-title in this matchup and just have the Fiend yeah. beat him in that matchup. Like that could have just been a clear way to do this. In a way, too, you also could or have even made it before, like before where he could have he could have just had a hell in a cell match with Braun Strowman. With Braun Strowman, or even let's just say like the fiend doesn't care about the championship. He just wants to fight Seth. Yeah. Like it's, it it feels like the fiend is, he he really doesn't care about the championship. He wouldn't care. Right. Exactly. He's just trying to inflict pain and, uh, and, 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 and change Seth Rollins uh, perspective somehow. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, and again, that's where I think, you know, it could have been, you could either have him say that, like, he does not care about the championship or have him cost Seth the championship, especially since Seth is, is, I mean, his momentum is gone. Like, people are, are turned on Seth. It's over. It's, it's done. And so, you know, having, having, he's booed no matter him, what, I don't care. He's, he's getting booed. He's I don't done. care. He's done. Like, yeah, smart move for not having Seth there at Monday Night Raw, but still, I don't give a damn. Like, no, it doesn't. The minute he shows up, yeah, he's getting, he's booed, getting booed, period. He he is Roman yeah. Reigns certified booed. <laughs> at, at this point, it's 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 to a height. It's it's it feels like it's worse than that, to be honest with you, because the match was just bad. I mean, maybe it's it's on that level of like when Roman had beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. It could be something similar to that. But I don't know. It's just so raw right now. It just happened. This feels like it's worse than than anything I'd felt with Roman, to be honest with you, because, you know, this here, it's just it's so annoying. Like, it just feels unnecessary to have made this decision to do this whole throwing out a hell in a cell matchup because a guy hits another guy with a sledgehammer. Are you kidding me? That's a that's a that's okay. You know, a part of me when I was watching this, and of course, this is never going to happen. But when Seth kept pulling things out, I'm like, is he going to because they kept teasing it like Seth has to go to this dark place, go somewhere he's never gone before. I'm like, what are you guys hyping up? Is he going to pull out a gun or something or something like that? Something bizarre like that? Like, what are you guys hyping up? And it's like they try to make that sledgehammer feel like that. Like, he could kill him in this instance, right? But we've seen the sledgehammer being used in wrestling matches before. So no one believes that. No one's going to buy that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and of course, you don't want to see them, like, go completely ridiculous and pull out some, like, literal fatal weapon. You know, a freaking sword or a gun or something like that. That would be dumb as hell, too. But it just seemed like they were kind of trying to push it to a point where it would feel like that. And, of course, it didn't. So it's just like, guys, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Why, why, why go this route? Why do this? You had to, to, to know with, with, first of all, you had something so great with the fiend. People were excited. This was the thing that people were most excited about with the WWE right now. It's the fiend. Number one, hands down fans love the fiend. And the one thing you can't do with that character is book him in a way to where you destroy that mystique. You you have him either lose that, that matchup to Seth Rollins, who people are already starting to turn on, you know, that is going to kill his momentum. Um, I don't see you, how they couldn't see this, man. That, that's what, that's what I'm trying to figure that's out. That's what kills me, man, because like the fiend is, is over. And like, I think everybody agrees. All right. Yes. It, it is too soon for him to be anywhere near the title for the fiend. But if he's going to be in a title with Seth Rollins, it's so, it's, he needs you to, have to do it then. He has to win. Period. 
Yeah. Exactly, man. I'm sorry. There's no, you know, oh. You can't back out of that. You can't. You just can't. You got to pull it. Yeah. You put you book you booked yourself into this. Now you got to give it to him. Period. Because yep. anything else, I mean, again, we 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 talked about the Undertaker scenario, and that's just us fan booking, and it's like an idea that me and you both would buy. We would totally say, okay, you know, that's the one guy who everyone's comparing the fiend to the Undertaker anyway. So that would kind of be something that maybe people would be able to accept. But even there, it's you do still run the risk of people being like, oh, what the hell? Like we wanted to see him win the championship now since he's in this championship match. So even that is kind of risky, but it's probably the the lesser of two evils, right? You'd rather see him you know, like get messed with by the Undertaker than have Seth Rollins do what he did, you know, hit him with a sledgehammer and they throw the match. We even talked about that. Like what if they throw out a DQ in a Hell in a Cell match, you know, we're both like, but it's Hell in a Cell. You can't have a DQ. And sure enough, they kind of found a way to to get it there. I mean, I'm going to have to look back at, at some of our past podcasts. I swear we did talk about a potential DQ ending and how stupid that would be. Last sure enough. Because hold on, hold on. Yeah. No, not last year. I'm talking about with this. When we were talking about Hell in a Cell, The Fiend versus Seth. Oh, okay. Like, I'm talking about when was the last, uh, you know, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view that ended in uh dq but i was saying last year with uh braun and roman when brock right and interfered yeah i mean that was dumb too that was dumb too they they yeah that's crazy that that happened actually now that you mentioned that um i just like guys know your rules like know your rules in your in your matches that you're booking like because we we take it we're trying to you know we suspend our disbelief to a point but we also are trying to respect the rules that you guys are setting up. And then you go and break those rules. You say there's no disqualification and you have a disqualification or you have a, a referee throw out a match because a guy used a weapon in the match that has been used before. What are you doing? Like, so, so I shouldn't take anything you guys are doing seriously at all. Like, let's just go ahead and just whatever happens, happens, you know, forget the rules, just, just, enjoy whatever you guys are giving me like i don't know because i just don't understand the thought process that the wwe has right now with something like that where again you have the rules set up even announcers will say there there are no disqualifications the only way this match can end is pinfall or submission they will say that before these matches and then you see something that violates it like oh there's a rope break during a match that is not supposed to be rope break like what are we doing like simple things like that it just shouldn't happen Especially on the level of WWE, it just should not happen. So it just feels like, again, as a fan, you want to take it seriously. And then they do something like that. And it's like, well, I guess I shouldn't, you know, and maybe shame on me for, for you know, I guess giving them too much credit and thinking that they're going to follow their own rules. I don't I don't know. It just it sucks, man. It, it man, just they, sucks right the, now. WWE are never going to follow their own rules. They just they just do what they want because they know they can but I don't think they can afford to do that anymore. That's the thing, because again, you, you said it after the matchup, there were chants of AEW and they were loud. They were loud. And so AEW can be thinking, I mean, I'm sure Cody and that crew saw the match, heard the, the reaction and thinking themselves, okay, you know, like it is that, that, that's a, that's a feather in our cap. Now, you know, like we have, Crowd uh, fans all over the place that went to that show yep. that were pissed off and now they're letting them have it and chanting our show's name like good that's advertising for us yep. at a WWE pay per view thanks Vince 
You know, like that was a that was a mis miscalculation by Vince and whoever made the decision to do this match like that. Because well, Dave Meltzer you, said it it was reported that it was Vince who made that who called that ending. Well, I heard a I had a kind of a rumor too where you know while the heat was happening, I don't know how if this is true. I mean, yeah. we there's all sorts of rumors that come yep. out every once in a while, and some are true, some are not. But whatever, we'll take it with a grain of salt. But one rumor is that Vince McMahon was was spotted reacting to it and it was kind of laughing or whatever when the heard about that happened. too yep um and you know i heard from someone else that he was like you know shit you know i kind of messed this one up you know so there's there's that um and it's kind of evident with what happened on raw you know just kind of foreshadow that a little bit um they didn't talk about this at all like they they showed a video package towards the end of raw um that was which, heavily you know, edited <laughs> It was heavily edited and there was no like the audio from the audience was muted while they were showing the video. So you couldn't hear like what the live audience was reacting to the video, um, which happened a couple of times, too, during the show. I feel like maybe there was some chance that they didn't want people to hear for the people that are watching at home, because like, well, again, we'll get into that when we talk about Raw in a little bit here. But, um, you know, it, I felt like there was a lot of editing going on with audio, too, to kind of keep things a certain way. I mean, this is just bad. This is bad. You know, they talk about what's best for business. And this was not it at all. This decision here was just bad. Man, I totally agree. Even when I was like just looking on their YouTube highlights just to see, you know, just get like a temperature check, you know, how the fans are basically, you know, perceiving this. And then I look. At the Seth Rollins hits the fiend with a stump uh, video on YouTube on their WWE page, yeah. and the likes are twelve thousand, but the dislikes are forty four thousand. Man, that's crazy. It is. It is, man. But you know the the people have have spoken. Yeah, the product is a garbage. It's hot garbage. It's hot garbage. And just overall, the match shit. I think I just it's just it's just a terrible matchup, something that I was really anticipating, you know, and looking forward to from the Fiend's perspective, mostly and just being able to enjoy watching the Fiend again. Yeah. Um, this was just as was like a complete 180 from the matchup he had at SummerSlam, just like just just terrible. And I like the Fiend himself, you know, Bray Wyatt during the matchup, I don't think he did anything bad necessarily. Like he didn't mess up. He didn't botch. Um, the part with the hammer, like he had that oversized hammer. I thought that was funny. Like bringing oh, that up big that ass mallet and yeah, one that they used to destroy rambling rabbit, you know, it's kind of like a big, yeah, but, I didn't, but real quick, that was a nitpick with me for not, not that big ass mallet, but the, the commentary. commentary. Yes. Yeah. Impaling was, him with oh the hammer. God, that's the mallet that killed rambling rabbit. I'm like, it's a puppet though. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also too, like the way he said, "Oh, he's impaling Seth Rollins with a hammer." How do you impale someone with a hammer? Like, it, it's just they, they. I don't know, man. And Dio, I'm, I'm telling you, I we need Byron Saxon immediately. Yeah. He, he does. Any anybody else right now? Because Dio sucks as a commentator right now. And I get it. He was on 205 Live and, you know, he's he's got he had an experience and everybody deserves a chance. But I just got to call it how it is. Like he is bad. Like right now, he just there's times where I can't even tell if he's talking. Um, and when he is, there's just like not much energy. And then the thing he says doesn't really add much to it. It's just like 
either either get somebody else or go to a two man team for a minute. You know, just and as much as I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, Jerry the King Lawler. At least he has energy, you know, versus what yeah. Dio is doing. It's just like bland. It's like nothing. It is. It is. Is it's. It was like, man, why would you guys not put Byron and yeah. just go with a brand new guy? Like, I get it. You want to freshen up things, like a whole new different look. But you brought the king back, so yeah. you, know, you could at least bring Byron Saxon or anybody else, you know. And look, let's 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 also keep this real, right? Like Dio adds diversity, right? He's yeah. he's black, you know, yeah. so it kind of mixes it up a little bit. So I see what they're trying to do there. They're trying to say, hey, look, you know, what I'm saying we have a diverse cast, we have a diverse commentary team. Cool, that's nice. But if you want to do that, you can still do that with Byron Saxon because he's way better in terms of commentary. Than Dio is so it just does not make more, any sense. More beat and he's kind of yeah. corny but funny at the same time with his cor- corniness because right. that's just because sometimes he has this innocence that's just unbelievable. Uh, you just couldn't you can't believe that he's just sometimes that innocent. Uh, yeah. but yeah, man, Dio does not. I had yeah, we had three shows with you so far. Yeah, three strikes, you're out, buddy. Just done. Just done. I just I I can't I can't I have a hard time listening to them and raw going forward is gonna be tough to listen to. Like it might be one of those things where I just like maybe I hope might mute some of these matches and just watch the match and not want to listen to the comment. Cause it's just it's frustrating. And again, we'll talk about raw here in a minute, but man, like that was that was uh you bringing that up. I'm I'm glad you did because it got gave me a chance to kind of Say that and just uh I don't know. Vic Joseph is good, you know, but the rest of them, Jerry is is, is all right, he's Jerry, and then Dio, no, no, he's got it. I don't even sense any chemistry between the three commentators, though. Even though Vic Joseph is good, don't get me wrong, but I still don't, don't sense any type of chemistry between the other two, like Dio or uh the king, Jerry Lawler. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I prefer Michael Cole and Corey Graves. I do. Michael Cole by comparison, you know, sounds great compared to this team. You know, like I I, I prefer now looking at the the two teams that they had, you know, with Renee Young and Corey Graves and Michael Cole, that team for Raw than this one, for sure. It's just it's, and I to to give Michael Cole props for anything, it just feels kind of, you know, dirty a little bit too, to be honest with you. But yeah, you um, said it. You said I didn't. So yeah. I you wanna well, give, I, I'm just, you wanna I'm, give I just Michael Cole props, go go right ahead. I have to in this situation by comparison, you know, he sounds like a like a living legend. You know what I'm saying? Like like Jr. in his prime, basically compared to to this crew. Well, I'll which say is this, awful to say that you know the, the Michael Cole and Corey Graves and uh, Yes, that is a better commentary team to what to what we have right now on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, nothing is gonna right now. The NXT crew. That's you know, the is is the best. Yeah, yes, the, like you said, that's gold the one standard right there. Yes, hundred percent, man. All right, we just we just had a a, a venting yeah, <laughs> experience did. on um, this main event on uh, Hell in a Cell overall. Probably so. Um, yeah, needed it, needed it, and just to kind of put because. Oh, actually, let me let me uh, full disclosure too. So right after Hell in a Cell. I went and found the uh, NXT uh, show from last week and just let that play for a little bit. Um, I worked out, you know, at home and just like kind of like had a purge for myself, like just had to get it out of my system. What I had just seen, I just felt just like shit. You know what I'm saying? I I need to see something good 
And, you know, I just worked out and it, it was it was great. It was great. You know what I'm saying? I saw the the Matt Riddle, Adam Cole match again, you know, and got about halfway through. I was like, all right, this is this. Now I feel better. Now I, my, my night can end, you know, better now. The fact that, you know, I feel like I did something. I did some productive and I watched some good wrestling versus what we had just seen. So that was kind of funny that that was my instant thought is I, I need to do something else. I need to see something That'll, that'll put a smile on my face. And so that's hey, what I, I did. did it, man. This is, to me, this is a like a make it or break it week for WWE regarding their weekly shows for Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. Like, you know, NXT is its own entity. It's its own separate thing. I don't even consider it being part of the WWE mantra. But, like, SmackDown, Raw, like, Raw sucked. Yeah, let's just kind of get that out of the way because with it, we'll, we'll call this the raw aftermath section of this recording because I don't I don't even think that raw really dictates having its own episode. Oh no, it doesn't. You know, the way because we just saw it, I mean, it just happened a couple hours ago. Um, so we'll we'll just briefly talk about that right now. Um, essentially, they did not really they they started the mat the, the night off with Bobby Lashley and Lana, you know, kind of showing up on the Tron you know, taunting Rusev. So right away it was like, okay, no Seth Rollins, no Fiend. Let's just try to erase that from everyone's memories and, and start off with something completely different, which is really awkward because we're, we all know what we saw yeah. and we're expecting usually the <laughs> night after. Exactly. And night after you're going to see the universal championship oh, being talked man. about whatever that match was. And they didn't talk about that at all in the beginning. Mm. And pretty much for the first two or so hours, or even maybe two and a half hours, they didn't really say anything about it. It was all uh, the Lana situation with Rusev and then Tyson. And they kept they kept yeah. talking about it, the Tyson Fury. Definitely a lot of Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. So got a lot you know, of kids. I didn't know. Apparently. Man. He's got a lot of kids. Yeah. It's, yeah. Hey, man. Good for him. Good yeah, for yeah. him, though. Um, so, yeah. So, Raw was just a lot of that. I mean, Natalia went against Lacey again in the last woman standing matchup. Natalia won. That's that's it. I'm not going to say much more about that. Viking Raiders uh, beat the Raw Tag Team Champions, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Later on the night, they talked about, um, you know, uh, I think next week they're going to challenge for the Raw Tag Team Championship. I didn't so like that the happened. Promo, though. The pro- yeah, I mean, I thought it was a little bit better because they actually – Spoke versus just breathing heavy like that. It was still the same know, thing with words. It was same. yeah. No, you're right. You're right. right you're right. Man. I just I just feel like maybe we're getting to the point where they'll actually like speak and we'll start to get a sense of their personalities and see them as people. But they didn't talk like just, this at NXT. That's what kills me. Not like they wasn't doing promos like that. You're right. You're right. Now it, these promos remind me of so 80s. Or '90s, how wrestlers used to do promos. Like, oh, they, there were some better promos brother. than this in the '80s and '90s, man. They, they were, they were. I mean, they were at least more fun and charismatic. You know, like I mean, I'm thinking like Macho Man, and I'm thinking of Flair, and I'm thinking of Hogan, and all that. And this is just like, you know, like grunting and breathing. Like, no, like I hear what you're saying, man. It, it, it's, it's. Just be people. Just talk, damn it. That's not how you talk every day. Like, just let it's, us just, just it's talk. Almost, say what you got to say. It's comical go. because if you ever watch the show Ride Along, and they're actually featured on that show, the Viking Raiders with Sarah Logan, too. Uh, it's it's crazy how they how they just normally talk. Sound nothing like how they did that in that promo. Yeah. It's just 
they overdo it in WWE a lot, you know, trying to trying to really hype somebody up by making them sound like a like a monster. And, you know, they're, they're probably coaching them and telling them, yeah, like, breathe heavy, you know, like heavier, heavier. That's not enough. We need more, more of that heavy breathing. Like grasping voice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do it like this. Do it like this. We need to hear, like, guys, no. Less is more sometimes, man. Just let them be. Yeah. Gosh, well, the, the fans will like him more if they get to see him as real people. You know what I'm saying? And they just they love Viking culture. You know what I'm saying? They're really they, they, they the wedding that they had was was a Viking wedding. Yeah. They they really are legitimately into that stuff, so they don't have to fake it by by sounding like they're these grunty caveman guys. No, they're just people who just love the the, the whole Viking culture. Let them just be that, and that can be enough, and we can just enjoy them for that. But whatever, it's WWE. It's what they do. Um, so. Alistair, uh, throughout the night, you know, had his promos again, his therapy sessions, as we like to call them here. Um, the, but he, he said, okay, I'm going to go out there. I know how this ends. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, I'm going to challenge or pick, pick a fight with somebody. And the Singh brothers were out there, which I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to be the Singh brothers. Great. So the Singh brothers challenged Alistair to a fight. Alistair came out there and proceeded to just dominate both of them. Uh, the submission he pulled was kind of cool, though. It was like a behind the back kind of choke out, which that that shocked the hell out of right. me. I, I, kinda, I, know, I, I thought uh, I, I just suspect two black mass and call it a day, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, I got something else in the toolbox, so let me pull the submission real quick. So that was one bright spot of that whole thing. But I just, you know, the Singh brothers versus Alice. Come on, man, we know what's gonna happen here. So it was, it was, it was kind of uneventful from that standpoint, but I definitely did dig the submission. So that was cool. Um, we had the OC defeat Lucha House Party. Why this was a match, I don't know. And this is where it really started to feel like Sunday Night Heat to me, where we just had this random, like, again, Lucha House Party m- matching up against a-, a team that has AJ Styles on it. That's no, right. That should never happen. That's a waste of AJ Styles. It, it, so, it really Styles. was, man. I, and you know what? I, I, I want to say I kind of tuned this match out with AJ Styles. Yeah, I did. So, and, and let let me be honest too. So, I did not see it all this entire show in full. <laughs> like, I basically just zoomed through some of these things because I'm like, I'm I'm still pissed off about what happened the night before. And I'm just trying to get like the the meat of everything. So you know, I had seen it after it had already aired, and so I, you know, it's got, I've got it on my DVR, so I'm able to skip through some things. And yeah, this match, I basically just just kind of zoomed through this one really quick, just get a couple of points, cool, done. And you know, from what I was saying, I'm like, man, as soon as I saw it was Lucha House Party, I'm like, come on, like, not, I don't need to see this. I am not going to spend, you know, however, if it's going to be ten minutes, you know, twelve minutes, whatever. Just watching this whole thing. So I saw little bits and pieces. I wanted to give it a chance a couple times. So I would let it kind of roll for a little bit. It didn't grab me. I'm like, no, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, 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 I can't watch this whole fast forward. So, <laughs> yeah, done with that. Um, <laughs> I can't blame you, man. It's, you know, hey, this is this is how their, their pro- product is, which is confusing is too. Like you have a, a great premiere week, you know, for Raw and, and your SmackDown. And then you come with this bullshit. Yeah. It's like you want your people to want your fans to get turned off. And what's funny is this was supposed to be like the draft showcase. So which whatever that means. But in my mind, I'm interpreting it as we're going to see the best talent and like like, you know, maybe dream matchups of like everybody's going to be there. Right. Raw Smackdown. They have the entire roster at their disposal to kind of showcase everybody to say this is the pool of wrestlers we're going to choose from to see who's going to go where. 
So there's so many other wrestlers that people that the fans will look at and say, man, this is a top guy versus another top guy going at it. And maybe this guy will end up being a raw now who came from SmackDown, or maybe both of these guys are going to be going to SmackDown or whatever. We'll see. But yeah, to have AJ and the OC going against Lucha House, who cares where Lucha House Party is? These guys aren't over. They're just there, man. They, if, if anything, you know, if they got released tomorrow, people aren't going to be like, oh, man, I really miss Lucha House Party. No, it's going to be like, OK, well, I could see that coming because they weren't doing anything anyway. <laughs> what it is. So anyway. All right. Moving on from that. I don't want to spend too much time on that anymore. Um, we had uh, Miss TV happen and his guests were Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champions, respectively. So they had a sit down interview, which I guess the, the whole point of this was just to kind of put over, you know, both Charlotte and, and Becky post, you know, Becky defending her title and then Charlotte winning the title. Uh, Miz put over all of the accolades that Becky had so far, being on magazine covers, being on the cover of the, two, the 2K game, and then Charlotte being a 10-time champion. Then he highlighted that they were going to be in a matchup against Asuka and Kyrie Sane, who were the new tag team champions. Um, there was a little bit of a back and forth between Becky and Charlotte, kind of saying uh, what it, uh, Charlotte said, oh, it's glad to see you holding the belt that I made famous. And Charlotte was like, well, I made you famous. So, so I, you know, that was kind of a cool back and forth between the two of them. Um, and it kind of, then we had uh, Asuka and Kyrie Sane come out to the stage p- speaking purely in Japanese, talking mad shit to, to uh, Charlotte and Becky, but we understood none of it. But it was kind of interesting because you kind of got like the 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 tone of what they were saying. Yeah, you could just tell by their expressions. You knew they was talking about them. They were giving them, yeah, whatever they were saying. Especially Kyrie is, is, is or is Kyrie saying is going to be really funny in this situation because she's such a again such a nice cute person. To see her try to be evil is kind of funny to to watch. Um, and here I don't know, it just kind of worked for me. I don't know why, but it was like. This, this, I can kind of see a heel Kyrie Sane in this way, which is funny. Just to briefly talk about this, Bailey trying to do something similar didn't really work for me, yeah. but Kyrie Sane doing this, it just <laughs> kind of works. I don't know. It's just weird, but that's just how it is. Um, you know, Bailey, we'll see. Hopefully, this new direction she's going in as a heel works. But yeah, Kyrie Sane, you know, similar kind of situation. You, it's hard to see them as heels, but. She she's pulling it off so far, but in a like a fun way and still being the pirate princess. I don't know. It, it just kind of works for her. But anyway, they ended up having the match uh, between the two the two teams. And yeah, the uh, the well, I don't want to call them by their tag team name. So Asuka and and Kyrie Sane ended up winning uh, by way of the mist again. Uh, which was cool. This time, Becky Lynch ate the pin, which yeah. that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they they pulled that off, so that was great. There was a little bit of a, a scuffle in, at the end. Charlotte uh, was fighting off both Asuka and Kyrie Sane, but they got the upper hand, got her kind of in a leg lock. Asuka was kicking her from the top, and then you had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross come out and uh, kind of get the jump on Asuka and Kyrie Sane, uh, knocking them out of the ring and kind of standing tall, so maybe setting up another rematch for the women's tag team championships. So we had that happen. Uh, so just a uh, interesting uh, scenario. There it was cool, really cool to see Oscar and Kyrie Sane win uh, that matchup. And a little I bit didn't sh- expect shocking. that. It was another shocking. It was like back to back shocking win. 
for them, for them yeah, yeah. It was like, all right, when I saw they were going to have a championship showcase, I'm like, okay, so obviously one of them are taking the pin. Oscar is Kyrie Sane, but no. Becky took the pin, surprisingly, and yeah, man, it was another pleasant, pleasantly surprising match from Oscar and Kyrie Sane. Yeah, yep, yep. And so, you know, I, I enjoyed that for them, for sure. Um, and fun match, fun match overall. Um, and moving on from there, they they touted this as the draft showcase match, which, okay, whatever. Ricochet versus Apollo Crews. It was, this was, I, I'm going to be honest, this was a bad match. Like, Ricochet and Apollo Crews are two of the most talented guys in, the, the, in wrestling, period. Yeah. They are so great in what they do in the ring. But my God. The 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 two of them, the, the chemistry just was not there. Like both of them are very athletic. They do the flips, but everything felt so choreographed. And they, they didn't really have time. a lot of time, though, when you think about it. You only gave yeah, me, what, I mean, six, seven minutes? Yeah. And, but even like some of the spots that they did, it's like, you know, they almost botched a couple of times oh, yeah. with like some of the flips that they did. And I don't know, it just didn't it didn't feel like a good match at all. And it just there was no energy to it. The crowd never got into it. Um, the finish at the end, you know, with with Ricochet getting the getting the win, it just kind of happened. And I don't know. It, it's like I'm thinking to when uh, Apollo Crews went back to NXT, like the match he had there. It was like, oh, my God, yeah. like the crowd was so into it. it. Like like he he's a, he's a very bad. good wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be great. If he went back to, to NXT full time, I think that would be perfect for him. That really makes a lot of sense. So uh, hopefully that happens for him. But, um, yeah, I just didn't like it. And, and you know, it sucks because I really do love both of these wrestlers and I want them to really succeed. And I see what they were trying to do with having this matchup, like two guys who were kind of who were similar in their abilities, uh, both being maybe, you know, like sleeper picks for the draft who you know, could could go to either show and and be that standout kind of guy. But, you know, it just this matchup just didn't work. Um, so, yeah, the last thing that happened, the thing they were building to all night, this uh, Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman situation. Tyson Fury was demanding an apology from Braun Strowman. So that's why he was here. So he went out to the ring and, you know, they they asked for Braun to come out there and Braun came out. Um, and yeah, they just, um, Braun said, Hey, you know, at first I was just messing with you, you know, trying to, trying to have a little fun. And then I saw the way that you were reacting, like you wanted a piece of this. So, you know, now it's something else basically. And in my world, you have no idea what I'll do to you. So, you know, Braun basically gave him the business there and Tyson Fury was not having that. Um, they ended up brawling, you know, I sort of, um, it was more like as soon as they touched each other, as soon as they breathed on each other. Again, like two million security guards came out to try to separate them out of, you know, just came out of there um, into the ring and separated the two. But it was one of those scenarios where, you know, after a little bit, after a minute of like posturing and kind of staring at each other, one of them would kind of break free from security and run over to the other corner to jump the other guy. And so that happened. Um, And it was a lot of back and forth with that. The wrestlers then ended up getting involved because security just couldn't handle it. And Tyson was attacking them. Yeah. So, you know, Tyson attacked them and, you know, when he attacked them man, the, the, he, he for sure is green. At this oh, because yeah. he, he, he just whipping hands. No, no. Like you could clearly see like he was not hitting anybody. So it just like, you know, 
it, 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 it was, it was bad, a bad visual. It didn't look good when he was swinging. So he shouldn't do that. Um, and Braun is Braun. Like Braun knows what he, what to do. So it was fine from his side. But, um, yeah, the wrestlers got involved and they started to try to separate him apart. And then they, Braun went to the back. They tried to interview him and he's, they asked him, are you going to give an apology? And he's like, hell no, not after that stuff that he just did. And then he went back to the yeah, ring. Man, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was pissed. And I'm like, okay, this, that, that, you know, Braun did his part, man. Braun's a professional. He knows what to do. So he did good. And Tyson, Tyson wasn't bad on the mic. Um, he has a great presence, you know, seeing them face to face. He's basically the yeah, same he as Braun. Yeah. So, you know, good matchup overall, I think. You know, just, just from a visual standpoint, it'll be kind of cool to see when inevitably they do get in the ring and have whatever match they're going to have with each other. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how far they let Tyson go with, like, selling and taking bumps. Um, I'm really curious to see that, you know. And hopefully he's he's willing to do whatever and can take some really some big moves from from Braun. But usually with with celebrities, quote, you know, athletes it's it's kind of touch and go it just depends on the person right like like uh you know ronda was training for a long time so she was ready to go um like you I said think, with uh kane velasquez he'll probably take yeah. some bumps but, but i say you know, for a celebrity i say the best appearance <clears throat> the best outing will i would say uh steven amell from green air that's exactly who i was thinking of yeah when you were getting ready to say that yep yeah, he he was great. I mean, and he he and uh, well, Cody, uh, ironically, you know, the two of them, you know, have a great relationship. And Cody had been on Arrow, so you know, I think he he had made it a point that he really wanted to have a great showing at that. Uh, it was WrestleMania that he showed up at, right? I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was WrestleMania. Yeah, so you know, he had been training for a while for that, and you know, it, it was it was good. It was good. I thought I agree with you that he had a really great showing um, as a as a wrestler. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What what were your takeaways from that last segment? Since they were building it up so much, we might as well just give that a, a, a second. More. Uh, it's really I didn't I didn't really care about it because I, I, I told you before the show, man, I kind of just bad. Like was, that was one of the few. Yeah, that was one of the things I fast forward through. Yeah, it was yeah, like, I, I watched I, this. Like, I'm like, all right, I know where this is going. Let me just fast forward. Big ass bra. Yeah, I knew that's coming. Da, 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 and we're done. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I do it, and it, it it didn't really hype. It didn't hype me up to like, oh, I got to see Tyson Fury and Braun, or and I'm pretty sure they're gonna set it up for uh, Crown Jewel, which Crown Jewel, yes, care about that pay per view. Yeah, I mean, I, I seeing that this was the the main event, you know, I I let it, I just watched and wanted to see what they were gonna do, and I was still kind of like, man, like no Seth and no fiend at all. And this is, was for the universal championship and I get it. It was terrible. The reaction was just, just brutal. It was, it was, it was damn near a riot was about to happen at that arena, the way everyone was reacting, but I'm still shocked that like they didn't have the the balls to just try to address it in some way right after. Like I, I can remember Roman Reigns coming out. I think it was after he beat the Undertaker. Oh, he was getting booed man. like crazy. And every time he tried to hold the mic to his mouth, they would boo even louder, right? And so after a while, man, he, he finally got, was like, F you, Chance. F you, Roman. Yes. F you. yes. I was like, wow. 
it was it was something. It was bad. But Roman, to his credit, he he what did he say? He said, It's my yard now. Drop the mic and left. I thought that was actually perfect. The way that he handled that. Like there's nothing really you can say, but just and I was hoping, I was hoping maybe this would be a heel turn for Roman, like we all have been for years, right? Like we're all hoping at one point or another, Roman would have turned heel at that time. Now it's kind of different, but then it was like, okay, he's gonna turn heel now. He's gonna turn and he didn't need it. But what could Seth but, do and come out and justify? Oh, Seth, Seth is turning heel. Seth has to turn heel. This is this is it. He yeah. he is done as a face. If he doesn't turn heel, this he's oh, he, I don't see how he, he's, he's gonna he's work. He's gonna get booed every time. And it either way. It's crazy. Yep. And, and and the way they comment go no, ahead, I was go gonna ahead. cry, and I know he enjoys being a face too. It just sucks that, you know, sometimes the fans are going to dictate where your character goes, but I can't really blame the fans on this one. This is, this is just WWE booking. They yeah. just, they yeah. just, the way they set up Seth Rollins, even before the Fiend, the, the way they just booked his Universal Championship uh, reign, title reign. Seth as a face. And in the words of Vince Carter after he hit that last dunk and that dunk contest that he won, it's over. Yes. It is over. He is done. That's it. Finito fans will not be behind him anymore. It is done. The minute he shows up, I don't care if Seth was away for a month. The minute he shows his face, he's getting booed, period. And you can't change that by having him say anything. He's not going to be able to get words out. And it was already getting to that point even before this matchup. People were already starting to tune him out. You know, there were times where maybe in some city, like a smaller town or whatever, they would kind of be lukewarm or yeah. some of them would cheer a little bit. You know, it was fine. But now it's just like, no. not after this. Not after yeah. this, man. It is done. done. And I think that's why People they even started the show like that. Like, as soon as you, they got, they did the theme after the new theme music, they yeah. already showed Rusev getting... I think getting jumped by uh, Randy Orton and Barry yeah. Corbin, I'm like, oh, I, I said that's kind of smart because they want to. Sh- they, they probably had fans booing before the show started or ch- chanting AEW. Could have been. It, it could have been know. all of that, man. So they was like, all right, let's just start this on, start this right away. Yeah, I was um, noticing too when you mentioned that about the fans chanting AEW potentially, right? Like um, during the Street Profits uh, segment when they were going through the different wrestlers, which was really weird too. They were saying like, okay, we're going to do the scouting report. And so the scouting report they had like it was like Apollo Crews and it was uh, just other wrestlers that aren't like. None of the big names. It was just like the the mid card or lower, even like the C C list wrestlers. But there was no track from the audience because usually you'd expect them to if they're gonna do something like that, like hyping up wrestlers. You want to hear the crowd to hear them cheer. Ah. Maybe they were anticipating either they were not going to react anyway, or they were going to boo, or maybe something was happening in the arena where they were already chanting like for AEW. And so they had it silent because it just felt weird. And I noticed it right away. And like the, the, the jokes that they were cracking to, it didn't seem as funny because again, there was no crowd involvement at all. So it just felt like something was missing. And I, I just was distracted by that basically. So like they were trying to be funny and I'm like, Something's going on, man. This is just too weird. Um, so that was another thing that I kind of noticed about this. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think, it's, I think uh, you know, they're the way they respond. I think they're just scared. 
to lose more of their fan base. Man, it's crazy. Like, you know what? I'm thinking how, you know, it's cool that, you know, uh, AEW is on Wednesdays, but like, man, they could have. They could have took out Raw Mondays, like literally, I'm, especially I'm tonight. Saying, tonight, oh my bro, god, they would have just dominated in the rating wars. But they would have took everybody. Like, I'm not watching Raw. I probably I want no to watch Raw. If if no, AW was on tonight, I was like, bro, Raw would get the would not get my viewership. No way, no way, not after yeah. that, not after that. This would be a, a complete like I'm I'm on principle. I'm not watching. Yeah. Raw after what had just happened, given the fact that I have something else to watch in AEW. You know, like, I mean, full disclosure, you know, us doing this podcast, it's like, okay, this, it gives me another reason why I want to be able to see these shows so we can talk about it, break it down for our listeners to let them know, you know, our perspective of things, right? And so that is one reason why I, I will sometimes, even though, like, like in this situation, had it not been for this show, this might have been a time where I'm saying, you know, I'm taking a break. Like I'm taking a break from from WWE. I'm taking a break from Raw, you know, at least for a week or maybe two weeks, just to get that taste out of my mouth because I just feel like I just I just got screwed over by the WWE. So just to take that that little bit of time off. I mean, I've never had like a, a string of like, well, I shouldn't say never since the Attitude Era. Like I've pretty much been watching consistently, and like maybe a week or two here and there, I would I would stop. But, you know, this was one of this is one of those situations where you start to contemplate, like, am I just should I just be done with wrestling? Should I just be done with with WWE specifically, you know, and not watch what's what's going on? Because they just do not care about what what it would make sense to us. And and like like making giving the fans something to like like you take something hot like the, the fiend and just shit on it like that. It's just a slap in the face to any fan that's watching that cares about watching wrestling. That's how it feels, you know, and they can go ahead and justify it all they want. And Seth can come out and say, well, you know, WWE does this and does this and we do this many shows. And, you know, he can get on and, and do the corporate thing or whatever. But this is what we're talking about. Like those, those fans are not booing just because they just want to hate on WWE. Yeah. They all feel like they got shot. That, that's they wanted their money. That, back. That's a good point. Like what can what can what can Seth Rollins say to justify that he can't he just has to eat it they they sucked they messed up you know they messed up period you know and i'm already because i'm going back the reason why i'm bringing up seth and like what he's saying is you know there was there's been times where he's come out and he said like been defending the oh, yeah. company yeah, when yeah, people yeah. are oh, pissed yeah. off with the at what the company's doing yeah he's like defending the problem there's, like, there's nothing wrong look at everything we do show me another company that can do what we do that that can put on as many shows as we do this is what we're talking about right here. This is one of the problems is like you, you take something, the fans are invested. You tell them, okay, the fiend and Seth Rollins are going to have this matchup, hell in a cell. And then you end the match in a way that makes no sense for the match type that you have. You end up not finishing the match. And every time they do this, this goes back to even what they did with Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton, where all of a sudden there was that count out and people were all hyped up about seeing that match. And then they ended up doing a, the, the count out loss now you have this with the fiend, and it's worse here because the fiend character and heist built up, and again, it's in a hell in a cell. Like it, it's just, and to those people that went and spent their money and were they were advertised a match that said these two guys are going out at it for the title, and to end in this BS way, it sucks. Yeah. It just, it just, it's like okay, so in boxing or in in MMA, it's like they fixed the fight. 
You know, like you you go like like uh, Tyson and, and Wilder, basically. Let's even take that. So their their fight, it ended in a draw. What the really a draw? I spent all this money on this pay-per-view and you're going to tell me this fight ends in a draw. No, hell no. Give them another round and let's let's see what happens, because I paid to see somebody win or lose, not a draw. Exactly. You know, like that's that's nonsense. Yeah. So then to do this in something that's predetermined, like we all know the game. So why are we doing this? Why are we acting like we can't have a finish on something that you guys are scripting? Give us a finish. Have the balls to write something that actually finishes. Don't don't do this, especially to the people that went there, paid their money to see these two guys go at it, like to just just finish it and then find another way to continue the feud on. If you want to do that, like like, it's just got to stop, man. Like they just got to see this. And 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 see that they're pissing people off. They and are. Thank God for AEW oh God. because now there's a direct yeah. place that people can go and they can actually fear like, holy shit, like people are going to stop watching us and start watching AEW if we keep you know messing up like this. So maybe we should try something different. So yeah, yeah, man. I just, like I said, man. I just wish they was on on Mondays because it, it it just would have made a hell of a lot easier for me to stop watching WWE. And I think I was just watching just to see what would be the reaction. Uh, oh, this this Monday night, right? Raw? This Monday night Raw, just to see how the reaction would be. That's true. That's from true. Hell in the that was that was. But yeah, it, it it was you know I see how they was man. They was just basically just being scared to you know to talk about the you know the main story. It was basically the Hell in the Cell match between Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins and. You know, we got that whole mess, and 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 you know, Seth Rollins, man, that dude, that hubris. That's all I can say about him, bro. <laughs> I think that yeah, is man. going to be the end. That's going to end him, like his yeah. his face career too, like just with being yeah, with fans, yeah. If it's gonna go on, you, you heard about that too, like and tell people, like, yeah, man, it's nothing wrong with the product. The product is fine. Then, yeah, yeah, hubris. Yeah, that's a problem. Yep. That's a problem. Like, <laughs> it's funny. Um, I don't know if you heard uh, Sean, Sean Waltman, aka Oh Tupac, yeah, I, was on I there. Watch along video. I po- yeah, I posted a clip. Oh, I already man. know what you're talking about. I had posted that clip on a on a Facebook group chat. How do you have a DQ <laughs> in a hell of a cell? Exactly, man. <laughs> And you know what he said? It was crazy. He's like, you know what? You guys probably won't invite me for for a while, but <laughs> you know, I don't care. How the hell do you have a DQ in a hell of a sale match? I was like, yeah. Facts, bro. How? Yeah, he, he's mad. <laughs> oh, my God. I couldn't believe when I heard it. I was like, Rob, they, again, he's on the WWE Network on their watch along, which one of these days I do want to see that to see who's in there and like how they're reacting to the stuff. Because if it's stuff like that, where literally someone is just going to be speaking their heart for real and like say, just like us, like what, what just happened? You know, I mean, that, that, that's priceless, man. Like a person you hired. To sit there and watch, and I'm essentially another way to put over what you're what you're doing, and he can't even go and, and and find a way to justify it. He's like, "I'm sorry, guys, but how the hell do you have a DQ in the hell of a cell? That just got to tell you something, man. Like, wake yeah. up! I saw a few wake clips up. from there. Uh, I think Matt Riddle had one. He was talking about his altercation with uh, Goldberg. Goldberg, and then it was one from Johnny Gargano. It was just a facial expression. When he was watching the the fiend, 
uh, entrance. Mm, and oh, I he, saw that. Yeah, clip. And his yeah. mouth was like dropped. Like he just couldn't yeah. believe what he just saw. So yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man, that was that was cool. I did see that clip of him doing that. That was, of his reaction to that. That was really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, I guess I can't wait till Wednesday. I'll yeah, tell you Wednesday. that. I can't wait till yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday's gonna be a great, great day. Four yeah. hours for us. Yep, we got AEW <laughs> back. We got NXT back. Oh. Like I, I'm looking forward to that. I cannot wait because that's so far removed from that. Oh my god, I need them. I need yeah. that in my yeah. life now because that's. I think that's all we got right now, man. I'm about to watch NXT. Again, and I'm going to watch that AEW episode again just to get this further out of my mind since we had to talk about it now. And then, you know, just to just to relive some great wrestling and heading into the second episode of AEW uh, uh, Dynamite ever, you know, just to just to get into that, because I, I don't know. I just want great wrestling. I want to be entertained. I want to feel good watching wrestling. Um so yeah, and then with with this, you think we enjoy talk about about a shit product? No, 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 no. That's why I said I felt uneasy about even doing the show with you, with you right now, man, because of how I felt. I just felt so upset, and I don't really, I don't enjoy you know ranting about WWE because I want it to be great. You know, a lot of the wrestlers there. I mean, look, Seth Rollins is a Bears fan. Seth Rollins, I've been watching him from the beginning and I pegged him as the guy in the, in the shield where I'm like, man, this dude, he could be something special. Yeah. And it sucks to have to say, man, this dude as a face is done and he needs a, like a, a, just to be critical of him. Like I want him to succeed, but right now it's just I, it's hard to be on the same page with him, given what he said about, you know, there's nothing wrong with the product when clearly there is something wrong with the product. Like, you know, like I don't I don't enjoy that. You know, I I, I wish they would book things better. I wish, you know, Seth could be could could be a face and, and everything is done in a, in a different way. You know, and I could root for him, man, because I think as a person that like, he seems like a cool dude. Again, I watch him on up, up, down, down, interacting with Xavier and all that. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, Bears fan, like. Seems like a cool dude. It was just a year ago when he had uh, that great gauntlet run. It seemed like he was just super hot at the time. Yeah. 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 I remember that. that, But I don't think we can right now. Like, it would take some time. I think, like I said, either either there would be a a, uh, heel turn or in the rematch with the Fiend, he loses and then he's gone from television for a minute. Oh, that's, like literally that's, take that's a break. Gonna happen. That, I know, but I'm just saying that's the only way I can see it. He 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 either needs to change his character completely, or he needs to take take some time. Just take some time away. Do the Finn Balor and take like two months or whatever away. Hey, you know, I mean, him and and Becky are engaged, right? Yeah. So when they go get married, go on your honeymoon and just like chill, yeah. man. Go travel the world and do something yeah. else. Like it's take fine. a couple months off. Just yeah, yeah. mind right. I think that would be good. Lose, maybe come back at Royal Rumble. Cool. Show up at the Rumble. Surprise us. Do that. Mm-hmm. But Ab- absence you need makes the heart right. grow founder. So does it does for a lot of it, it. I think that would be the best thing for him because right now, done. Yeah, because he has done. like go away heat right now, and it yep. sucks for him. That sucks. That's that's that's, that's so why bad. I feel bad because it sucks for him. Yeah, because he's, I mean, look, he said he's the best in the world, right? I'm not going to give him that, but he is a great yeah. wrestler. He is. He's a great talent overall, man. 
Like he doesn't deserve that to be like earning go away heat. He's not that dude that should get that. It doesn't make sense to me. My brain can't accept that, that he's the kind of guy that would get that because of how talented he is. I mean, I love watching him wrestle. It's just what the hell is happening with the booking? You know, like it's just bad booking can just destroy anybody. It really yeah, can. It doesn't matter who you we are. We've seen it. We've yep. seen it. Drew, yeah. Mac- Drew McIntyre, Samoa Joe, uh, Oscar. Man, I, I, I could keep going. I could literally keep going because it's just a list of these guys that you guys just don't care because you choose not to listen to your fans. Yeah. Even though you yeah. give us the the impression that you are. But in, in reality, it's bullshit. Yeah, and it's 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 actually like I guess what what I'm seeing too as a pattern is when the fans are really behind somebody, they don't go with that person right away. And so the people that they end up pushing instead of that person gets booed and destroyed in, in the process. Like when Daniel Bryan was on his rise, you know, they didn't push him right away and that the match where he was the Royal Rumble, he was supposed to be at Batista or the the Royal Rumble where everyone was excited to see him. You know, Batista ended up being the guy that won that Royal Rumble and got booed like like people were so mad at that. And Batista, who it seemed like he was going to be a face in his return, ended up being a heel because of that. Um, then you had Roman Reigns, you know, the next year where Brian was gone, you know, from that match. He, he was in the match and he got tossed out and then Roman won. It's like, you got to be kidding me. So then he got booed. You know, now, you know, in this situation, just fast forward, it's it's the Fiend. Everyone is behind the Fiend. They want to see the Fiend, you know, just, you know, be successful, win. And then you have Seth do this after Seth has already beaten Brock, after he's already beaten uh, Braun Strowman. And now here we go with the Fiend. It's like, what are you guys doing? Strike while the iron's hot. The guy, you know, the fiend is hot. Go with him. When Daniel Bryan was hot, go with him. You know, you had situations like with Finn Balor where he was hot and they didn't go with him. They he got hurt, obviously, but then when he came back, they, they didn't they go back. With to a him. lot of uh, you know, with a lot of uh, people on their roster, man, Braun Strowman when he was yeah. like, when he got hot twice. They didn't do it. Yeah, they did to him twice. Shinsuke Nakamura when he first showed oh, up, they didn't do anything yeah. with him. Even Oscar. Oscar, yeah, just nothing. Like they, it, I just don't understand. Like, what are you waiting for? You know, like just, just go with it. There's, there's so many wrestlers there. There's so much talent that the idea of, well, you know, we want to wait, we want to build it up, but then you, you're not building it because that's the only thing that I could think of is, is the justification would be, you know, you want to maybe wait until a, a bit like a WrestleMania or a big thing, and then you know, capitalize on the popularity of that character versus going with it when they first come in, right? Like maybe that's their thinking, but I'm thinking, again, you have so many wrestlers, just go with it. Just, just people are into this person now. Let's go now. You know, why wait? Buddy Murphy, you know, people are like, oh my God, Buddy Murphy. Like we talk about OP Buddy Murphy, but then he's off television forever. Like what? And then he came back or he not came back, but he, he had his moment. He was getting, you know, a little bit of a push from Roman Reigns or rub from Roman Reigns. And now he's gone again. Yeah. You know, he's, he's back to nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Just go with it. Let, you know, and then if it doesn't work, you know, after you've been going with it for a while, then maybe you change things up, but don't, don't just like, not go with it when that person is is popular. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't I don't understand. They just make it too too complicated in that way. And again, you have so many superstars, and 
you know, if you're creative as a, as a writer and as a storyteller, you'll be able to find like, okay, another one is Finn Balor and AJ Styles were in the, were both in the bill club yet. They still have yet to actually have any legitimate storyline or long-term storytelling. Like it's just been, you know, once in a while they'll be in the same arena and you'll see a backstage segment and that's it. And then they had that accidental matchup because Bray Wyatt was injured. That's it. Are you kidding me? That could be one of the biggest stories, one of the biggest, most popular things going on in wrestling if you were to let that happen. You know, but they just won't do it. And now I mean, Finn's on NXT. So we, it's like, what do we, I guess we're going to have to wait some more unless AJ is going to go to NXT. You know, like I just, I don't. Let me ask you this. Get, you know, would you go to Survivor Series? <sighs> you know what? Right now, I'm questioning it, which sucks because I was really hyped to go to Survivor Series. And now I'm like, should I go? Should I give them my money now? I, I, I'm being serious. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, I, I, with me, it's like I'm, I legitimately taking, a, I'm taking a that. gamble. Yeah. It's like yeah. either I'm going to be pissed or, or it's going to be a good show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried about what I'm going to see at Survivor Series. And if Seth is still champion, then we're talking about Seth versus Brock. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't know, man. Like, if it was The Fiend, if I knew I was going to see The Fiend, I'd be like, okay, all right. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see well, that. Was, what was crazy part. is they did have that schedule. They had The Fiend and uh, Seth. They had put that there. They had uh, tweeted that out, but they had deleted that tweet, though. What for Survivor Series? Like it will be a rematch between Seth and the Fiend. But since there are reports that you know Sasha Banks and Bray Wyatt uh, got injured, yeah, I think that's the reasons why they had deleted that tweet. Or I don't know, like maybe they had second thoughts because they're going to be in Chicago. If they're going to go with another screwy finish, it might be like a. W, WCW when you just throw trash in that ring like they don't want to yeah no don't do that in Chicago don't do that don't don't do any weird finishes here especially what happened what what just happened like no you don't you know no that would be a disaster we, Chicago is a place where we've we've had those signs man if if CM Punk loses we riot like that was that was a thing and so you know the 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 chance you thought it was bad what just happened you know like the AEW chance and all that oh my god if there's even a scent of something stupid like that happening, CM Punk chance would be the last thing that they're worried about. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> you know, like, it will be a disaster, yeah. a true yeah. disaster. That's that's that is oh. that is true. That is true, man. It's I'll be kind of nervous. Like, oh my god, I didn't think I, if I was to go you there, be nervous right now. I'm thinking there's a pit in my stomach right now because you just mentioning this, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, they could really. They, they would. Vince is just crazy enough to do just do something that would just piss off the Chicago crowd. I'm just on the fence about going to Survivor Series. Like, I'm literally staring at the ticket right now, and I'm like, nah. You know what's looking good, though? That takeover. Takeover. Or <laughs> war games. Yeah. That takeover oh, war yeah. game looking real sweet, my dude. Oh, yeah. No, that that I have no doubt on that. That's going to be amazing. Whatever they decide to do, I'm in. It's Triple H. He knows what yeah. he's doing. William Regal. He knows what he's doing. So I trust those guys. But, yeah, when it comes to Survivor Series, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And I feel like they could – like, I would hate to – let's say they – they the fiend, let's say Bray is okay. And let's say they do this match. I'm afraid I'm going to see Seth Rollins beat him. 
I really do. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm truly nervous now that they're going to do something that's going to piss me off. And I would have just paid money to see something that I did not want to see. Like, ugh, damn. Like, I'd rather just be home and like, okay, at least I only paid $9.99 this month to see, you know, that happen. But to see it in person and have, you know, gone and drove all that way and paid for the ticket and sitting there and, oh, my God, and that happens. I just saw the end of the fiend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. And if he's not there, it's like, well, then what am I? What what am I getting? Like, what what are these matches going to be? Um, I don't know. I, more and more we talk about it, the more I'm take. I'm, I'm just talking myself of not going and just being satisfied with just going to war games. And I, and you know what? And I'll be happy with that because yeah, I know I'm going to enjoy so myself. Oh, 100 percent. It's going to be awesome. War games. NXT. Did you do? Um, uh, the the last uh, takeover in Chicago? No, uh, no, I didn't. Johnny Gargano and Champa, the the street fight. That was last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Money in the bank weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I only went to yep. Money in the Bank. I didn't go to Money in the Bank. Okay, yeah, yeah. See, we we did we did both. We did uh, takeover and Money in the Bank, and yeah, takeover was awesome. Even the pre-show matches, man, we were all hyped for that. It was so good to the point where that crowd, man, oh my god, they they tried. Someone tried to pull out a beach ball, and that thing got destroyed immediately. And people were booing the beach ball. It's it's the exact opposite of what happens with with like a Raw or SmackDown crowd. You know, the the main uh, the WWE crowds basically they love that beach ball mania because you know they just tune out what's going on in the ring because they're not as yeah. focused. But the the NXT crowd. Psh- no patience for that nonsense. It's like, no, no beach balls. We're trying to watch Holy this match, ground. enjoy it. <laughs> yes. yes. And I loved it. I was like, thank you. Cause that, that's why I mean, I want to see the match. I'm not here to pay, you know, play a little beach ball when I paid all this money to come see this matchup. Like I care about these wrestlers. I was there a beach ball uh, at money in the bank the next day? There was because the, during the Roman and uh, gender, uh, was it Roman and gender? Yeah. Roman and gender Mahal match. Uh, yeah, they pull it out during that. And one. I remember doing and the way saying end this match. match. Yeah, and I, actually, in that it made sense because that match I was not invested in at all, at all. So yeah, that that's different because the product that they were putting on is like not. What, why are we even doing this match? And it was hot. And, you know, people were irritated. And there was rumors that Vince had turned yeah. off the AC because he was people pissed that we were blowing off. And I was like, oh, we can't be having this now. <laughs> yep yep it just yeah it was it was oh man it was an experience it was an experience but all right so yeah any any final thoughts on all this man like jenna i'd love to just end on a somewhat of a, a positive note man but i don't know i don't think that i have it in me to find a silver lining in any of this but what, what you- uh yeah i don't think there's a positive way to look at this we you know the only way you could look at this is just just keep it real. <laughs> yeah. I say, you know, just I'm a fan of wrestling. You know, I love WWE. I, I you know, have watched for so many years. And this was a time where I just feel like, you know, we I just I, they really shat on, you know, the crowd and the fans with doing a the referee throwing out a match. Um, that was in a hell in a cell. So again, the rules that we're all trying to pay attention to, they just said, you know, whatever to that. 
and it, it was it was a bad decision. It was a bad decision. So, um, you know, hopefully they learn from this. I guess that's the positive. They is, learn. You know, we're still here. So hopefully they learn. I know. I know. And at a certain point, if if a, if a person does things enough times, you know, you just got to take that as a part of their character. Right. Like, that's just kind of how you have to look at, at life. And so maybe that, this is just what the WWE is because we have the evidence to say that this is what they do. But um, they do some great things, too. So I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, for me, I know this isn't going to be the end of me watching wrestling. Oh, I know no, that. So it's just like it's one of those things like the the I just look at it as like, hey, maybe in this situation with the the with the Fiend character. Right. This is the one goof up. So far, everything had been great. Yeah. And then they, they they jacked this one up. So now it's like maybe they will learn from that and we don't get this anymore. And if he does have a championship match again, he wins it. So, you know, if that happens in Survivor Series and I end up deciding to go, I hope that's what I see. So, you know, that would be great. If not, if they go another way and they have them lose or some other goofy ending, then I might be part of a riot. We'll see. <laughs> you know, like that's just oh, might be what it is. Oh. I might be seeing, I might, I might, I might be seeing or, you on the news or hear about this. On the you news, know what I'm so. saying? Just be like, yep. Not saying I'm going to actually like start it or be, but I will, I, I might be in attendance as a riot is going on because that crowd is probably going to lose their minds because that's just how crazy it can be with these, the wrestling fans of Chicago, man. It's just, it's just, it, it could be something else. At least verbally, they will get, the business oh, yeah. is going to be a lot of fu chance yeah. and all that for yeah. sure. If that happens, so be welcome. <laughs> boy, yeah, boy, man. Oh, man. I, I'm glad we decided. You know, the talk. I know you was dreading this, but I felt like it needed. It had to happen. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it could have yeah. waited to Thursday. I was going to say I was I was ready to push it till then, and then you said, "Hey, you know, you ready to you you cool to do this?" I'm like. Let's go, man. Let's go. Let's but I figured yesterday, I was like, I was ready to do it. Yes, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, no, nah, let, let me just calm myself down. <laughs> Take some time Take some to time, right. think in and figure out what I just Yeah, thought. yeah. And, you know, I'm glad I did that. And now, you know, we was able to break it down and dissect this about the issues. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see where we go from here. Next week, we got the draft. So, we'll be talking about that, um, seeing who moved where. So, hopefully, there's some exciting news that comes out of that. Um, you know, with even maybe people going to NXT from some of the main roster or quote unquote, I shouldn't even say main roster. I need to stop saying that from Raw and SmackDown because NXT is a main roster now. They are the gold yes. standard. So, um, you know, be excited to see what moves happen and talk to you guys about that. But that's going to do it for this week's edition with the Hell in a Cell recap, the Raw recap. Uh, we are done with that out of our system. Done. D-O-N-E. So, for Devin, this is a feast. We will catch you guys next time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.